You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Welcome to Ring Post Radio, the only show that sings its intro. I'm your host, Ryan Itzy. With me, as always, is my co-host, the the spectacular, the dazzling, the jazz hand man himself, Scotty Edwards. Scotty, how you doing? Hi. I'm doing <laughs> fine. Um, I have allergies that are kicking my ass. Um, a little snippy today, too. Oh, I'm very snippy today. This should be interesting. I mean, we don't have any topics that I'm going to be like angry about yet. I don't know. We'll find. Well, um, I'll find that anger. I'll yeah, seek it out. Yeah. You'll find something. But I'm a little bit snippy today, so uh, prepare for that if you're listening. Happy uh, Mother's Day to any moms that, for some reason, might listen to the show. If you do, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but anyways, uh, yeah, we're. I, I'm here and I'm ready to talk about. The pro wrestlings, you know, it's it, it's kind of weird. We we I feel like through May we've been pretty like packed with just nonstop mm-hmm. stuff. This is the first week, it's like all right, yeah, chill. It's it's this is the first. I feel like this is the eye of the storm. You know, I like I'm looking at the calendar and it's like you know this week. You know, we don't really have like huge huge topics really, but like next week we have like. You know, Resurgence, we have Night of Champions, Impact Under Siege, Stardom Flashing Champions, more Bosch, uh, Double or Nothing Preview. Uh, uh, Those are all previews, by the way, except for Resurgence. I just want everyone to know that. Uh, yeah, we moved Resurgence <laughs> to this week so we can make it a little bit easier next week. Yeah. Uh, whatever the AEW deal is going to be. And then whatever other news happens. Uh, yeah, and then spoiler, the- it's good. And yeah, the- I mean, next week... Next week, think about that. You made such a great point. We're going to be talking about all the AEW reveal. Yep. Like everything that's revealed at the upfront. So we'll officially talk about Collision in like a professional sense. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about the TV deal that they got, whether it's a lot of money or a lot of money. Spoiler, <laughs> it's a lot of money. <laughs> the two options um, are. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have a lot to talk about there. They'll probably take up half the show. And then like you just said, we have about 75 previews to do. So I'm sure impact will be kicked to the side. Um, and we have no wrestling to watch this week. So I guess that's, I don't Well, there's there, we have got a bunch of Bosch, but we'll, we'll, we'll get get to that. We'll get to that later, I guess. But like Bosch isn't going to take up entire conversation. It might take up like 20 minutes. Yeah maybe and then but obviously, it's okay obviously the week after that we're going to be reviewing a bunch of things plus talking about double or nothing live on patreon uh immediately after double or nothing that may yeah. 28th yeah. so oh we sure will make oh, sure, sure make sure you're on will. the patreon now if yeah. not if it's only the one dollar tier to only- hear us live talk about the show what are you doing it's one dollar all you gotta $1. do is give up a dollar if you want to hear live reactions, then you got to be there. Obviously, you know you can hear it the day after. But like, if you're if you're vibing after the show or you hated the show, it's a good time to uh, listen to us because I'm sure I'll feel one way or the other. I I don't know if I can hate it yet because I don't know what the card is, but you know, 
Yeah, we don't have any. I guess we do have the one confirmed uh, title match. We have two. We have the tag title match, too, uh, unfortunately. You're right, you're right, you're right. You're right. Well, Jeff Jarrett's going to win the title, and that's going to make the world better. So that's, you know, I'm fine with that. Come on, it's Jeff Jarrett. I want to see him celebrating with his title. You know how great that will be? You know how fantastic will be to see Jeff Jarrett celebrating with having an actual title? You know There's how no great it was? CM Punk wants Jeff Jarrett on this show. What's that? Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I I said there's there's no way CM Punk wants Jeff Jarrett on his show. Oh. Um. No. Um. Just get higher and higher. Well, if he well, here's the thing: if he wants Jeff Jarrett, it comes with Jay Lethal. Does CM Punk want Jay Lethal? No. Unless CM Punk is a big sing head. A big Jay, Jay Lethal uh, helped train AJ Lee. So maybe. Or maybe not. Or maybe not. Jay Lethal has some things. <laughs> so, Anyways, we move on. We move on. But yeah, I think this is the eye of the storm. I think next week's got a lot. The week after that has the a eye lot. of the tiger. The week after that, we're also previewing Dominion. And oh, then, shit. That's coming up, too, huh? Yeah. And then, like, that episode is going to be, like, our 100th episode. And then we got Dominion and all together uh, again. How do you celebrate a 100th episode? You do the same thing you did every week. Exactly right. But just better. But just more prestigious. We're wearing top hats and canes. And no, I don't have a top hat. Love monocles. I don't have a cane either. I had a, I had a top hat at some point. If I had a monocle, I'd absolutely wear it. I, yeah, all the we'll, time. We'll wear monocles. We'll just we'll be drinking tea. Uh, that's what we should be doing. Every, that's what I should be doing every Sunday morning, right? Big so, tea, fella. Ring Post Radio nights is wine, and then Sunday mornings is me drinking a nice cup of tea with a doily underneath it. You know, just like ooh, real fancy. I don't know pink. why you said doily, but I don't like the word whatsoever. Should we continue the show? Should we move on with the show? Yeah, we should probably go. Uh, we should probably talk about the wrestling, huh? Yeah. So, I of the storm conversations. Um, we're gonna be talking boshed. Night one, night two. I watched half of night three, but just give our overall thoughts at the beginning of the tournament so far. Previewing Resurgence. Uh, Scotty watched Queen of the Indies last night from West Coast Pro. That's fun fact. I learned it's Queen of Indies. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. There was no the. I thought there was a the this entire time. Uh, me too. Uh, me too. Uh, yeah, it is Queen of Indies. Interesting. I just looked at the cage match again. Yeah, right, interesting. Well, he watched Queen of Indies last night. He did not watch Queen of the Indies. That is still yet to be determined. Um, we're all going to be talking about Dynamite. Doing a little rare Dynamite talk because it was a fantastic little show. little fuse lighting. Well, we're going to light the fuse, so put that put that flame away for right now. Because we got other things to talk about before then. Got some news bits for you. Uh, first up, Rev Pro. Announced their upcoming 11th anniversary show uh, on Saturday, August 26 in London. Uh, this is uh, wait. Let me let me try to guess the building. Mm-hmm. Is it something about a cobbler? Not a cobbler, <laughs> but copper, copper, copper. copper. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there we go. It is in the Copper Box Arena. Cobbler would have tasted better. Uh, Copper Box Arena is the same arena that the Royal Quest Royal Quest One took place, and if I recall, oh, I like that. If I recall correctly, it's the same arena where like the NXT t- like tournament. Remember the NXT UK tournament? Oh, two that's a good building. Finished? Yeah, it's that beautiful. Yeah, it's not really a, a box; choice. it's a circle. 
It's more of a circle uh, than a box. Yeah, it was definitely not a. Uh, it was it was a thing. Yeah, no, it was a thing. Uh, but they announced that show. It is the Saturday, August twenty sixth, which I believe is uh, the day before All In yeah. in Wembley Stadium. As, as I was told by one one of the uh you one of the Brit rest fellas that I talked to, and mm-hmm. when I say Brit rest fellas, I mean they just live there and watch British wrestling. Of course, of course. um. This is going to be the card's gonna be so good that it's gonna be the equivalent of like Super Card of Honor prior to WrestleMania. I think that is totally accurate. They have already hyped it up as their biggest show ever, and they've already. Oh, announced... first match tells me we're on we're pretty we're on pretty good pace. <laughs> first match announced: Will Ospreay versus Shingo Takagi. So, uh... hey, uh, hey, uh, Tony Khan, Tony Khan, listen to me, listen to me, buddy. If if you have if you have Shingo Takagi. In, in town, and you don't put him on All In, mm-hmm. we're going to have a fight. Just want you to know that. We did get confirmation that Will Ospreay will be at All In, so, uh, and Shingo's in the area that weekend, so did why Did anyone not? really not expect Ospreay to be on that show? Like, he's there, he is the biggest British wrestling star in the world today. Correct. Sorry, Pac, but legitimately it is Will Ospreay. I mean, Pac's not around enough to... Where is even... Pac right now? Is he injured? He broke his nose, remember? People forget that he did break his nose. He had a mask on his face for about like three months. So maybe he's just resting and, you know, also doing the thing he usually does where he goes home for like three months and then comes back for three months and then yeah. goes home for three months. And you get the point. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm super excited for this. I thought I, I've been loving Rev Pro a lot lately. And I Huge. think. Call him Brit Rest Ryan. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't think Brit Rest has recovered to a point where that nickname is 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 a good I, nickname. I think we can call it now. No, 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 no. no. Uh, you can't is... spell Ryan without Brit Rest. <laughs> I've been loving Rev Pro a lot lately. They've been doing some really good stuff, and I'm super excited about the show. The moment it got announced as the Copper Box, I got super excited. Huge Dan Maloney guy over here. Big big Drilla fan. Uh, damn Maloney guy over here. Um, uh, yeah, no, and I, I think it should be good. I mean, it, they have a good um, uh, roster under their belt. Obviously, they have AEW connections and New Japan connections. Uh, as we saw with Osprey versus Shingo getting announced, I wouldn't be surprised if there are AEW wrestlers that are on the show. Pac has wrestled in Rev Pro before, so if Pac ever uh returns i'm sure that he would probably work this show as well i think that's a high probability um and yeah i i I just think this is going to be like you said a ring of honor supercard of honor sort of gimmick around the wrestlemania that is all in and i think that Mm -hmm. is exactly what rev pro should be doing and they know right now roughly arguably seventy thousand wrestling fans are coming into the town uh to watch the show so why not a night before Go to the copper box. Sell as many tickets as you can. Why not? I don't know how much. How, what is this a capacity for copper box? Let me look that up. It's like six thousand or something. Um, capacity. You know what's interesting? What's that? That I thought about. Um, like yeah. the relationships AEW has decided upon for their six to seven thousand. But yes, go on. Okay, I said six. Well, you know, close enough. Um is that they they've picked some interesting um indies to work with right mm-hmm. they they obviously work with defy that's kind of their 
top working relationship i think here in the u.s so you get defy warrior wrestling um a little bit of deadlock pro gcw stuff and we soccer uh gcw i don't think they work with anymore i think they're mostly cut all ties with them for the most part um they also work with what's the other one prestige they work with a lot with prestige as well Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. But my whole point is, and now in the U, and now in the UK, they obviously work with Rev Pro. But I, I have noticed they work with Progress too, which is interesting. Um, now that Progress obviously is no longer under a WWE banner, actually they were working with Progress a little bit when W when they were under the WWE banner. Um, but I, I just always find it interesting to see like what relationships uh, they find in terms of the independent scene because. More often than not, those are the independents that people tend to like a bit more. Um, and I think that's part of the reason, right, is that we're getting decent wrestlers. But we're getting Shingle versus Will Ospreay at uh, whatever the hell this show was. The anniversary show? Is that what this is? Yes, the 11th anniversary for Rev Pro. Well, here's here's my here's my gauntlet to, uh, to you fellas at Rev Pro. Make sure your streaming's good, you bastards. Make sure you sound the ring well. Make sure the commentary is not breaking my ears when I'm listening to it. And we'll be fine. Not only that, but uh, do you a hear me? Do a proper live stream and not have the show happen and then a week later it comes out. That'd be that'd be bad. I think they did a live stream for one of their recent big shows. The Revolution Rumble. I think they did that live. Because I remember watching that like within a day. Okay, that's good. Because they need to have that. They a hundred percent need to have like they they cannot. It's necessary. They cannot. Uh, we cannot. I cannot wait a week. I can't watch. Well, old you could. Wrestling. You you easily could. I could. You, you you watch cold wrestling all the time. That is true. I've I watched a bunch of matches from the nineties uh, this week. <laughs> couldn't couldn't be colder if they tried. Well, if they, it could have been colder if it was the 80s. Well, at that point, why even watch it? I wish I had a rim shot sound cue right there. Boom, tish. Uh, you know. Uh, uh, next, uh. next topic. Uh, AEW Warner Brothers Discovery are officially going to announce the new TV rights deal next Wednesday. This is according to the Wrestling Observer. Uh, the news will be revealed at Warner Brothers Discovery's Upfront event this upcoming Wednesday. Uh, Meltzer said that both the deal and the much-discussed AEW Collision show will be announced there. Um, and yeah, so we'll get that information and probably, uh, assuming they, they Tony Khan touts how much money they're making, which I don't see any reason why they wouldn't do that. Um, we'll find out whatever the actual dollar amount is for this deal. The proposed number going around right now is a billion dollars for five years. That is would include, obviously, Dynamite, Collision, Rampage, exclusive rights. So maybe Dark dark Elevation could happen again, but it would just be exclusive to Warner Brothers Discovery stuff. Maybe it's a TV show for them. Maybe it's Something going on Max, which I'm sure we'll hear a shit ton about at Warner Brothers. Yeah, Discovery. they're going to Max uh, in some form. Yeah, I'm sure we'll hear a shit ton about Max at the upfronts. But yes, and then the other prospect is the other probable thing is um, uh, all AEW content going to Max, and looking like the pay per views could also be going to Max. 
That is the leading rumor. Scotty, what do you feel? How do you think about this leading rumor and this uh, new TV deal that has seemingly been signed and will be announced this Wednesday? Well, obviously the $1 billion number is exciting um because this company this company you know despite it's up and down despite you know what you may read online on on social media that this company's dying and this company's gone this company's done they're doing just fine um even even when they're not at their hottest they still feel like they're doing something and i think that's important and now they're getting repaid for what has been overall a fantastic first four years as a company um like if if you look at what AEW has done they have they have changed the landscape of wrestling for the better there was a time where you only had WWE here in the US and listen those time i don't think i'm sitting here every week talking about wrestling if AEW is not existent just because you can only talk about WWE so much and everyone does it, right? Like there needed to be another thing to challenge them. And what AEW has done is challenged WWE to be better. And overall, over the past year or so, they've been much better than they were, say, two years ago, three years ago, right? Competition creates cash and without each other, neither of them are are, are as, as good as they are right now. Um, and you know, it's interesting to me, and we'll talk about this when we get into Dynamite. Maybe this is the perfect segue. AEW can have a great show on a weekly basis if they want to. It's just the truth. Um, it's just a matter of if they want to and also not wasting everything you have in the tank either. I think that's something that people need to remember. Um, but what AEW has done is get themselves a contract that locks them in for the foreseeable future and allows them to try new things, right? A new, a new second A-type a TV show in terms of collision. It's going to be their biggest challenge yet. It's not It's not something that we could just sit here and say, oh, yeah, it'll be a success just like Dynamite. We don't know. We don't know, and I think everyone's got to realize that show is being made with the idea that one person will be on that show and backing it per Warner Media. This isn't a, you know, this it, it needs CM Punk that show, and they are getting that show in a pay per view slot essentially each and every week. I think that's something that we'll talk about more next week when it's officially announced, and you know, have we have official times and dates, but. It's all exciting. It's all exciting for AEW. It's a absolute blow away accomplishment to do in four years. Pro wrestling is hot, hotter than it had been. Yeah, you know, you'll you'll go by if you go by television ratings, it's not listen, television no one watches TV anymore. Just get used to it. Okay? Okay. I know a lot of people who watch AEW on fight or on I'm sure websites you find it because you don't watch it live or you don't have the TV channel that has it, right? Like people just watch wrestling in different ways. But wrestling is hot right now. You don't pay AEW $1 billion if it's not hot. Okay. We're not just giving money away, especially Warner Media. That should tell you all you need to know. I've 100% talked about it before. Warner Media does not have money. 
the fact that they're willing to give away a billion dollars is huge. It, it, Obviously, it's 200000 a year, but... Yeah, but it would be allegedly huge for them. Uh, allegedly. I'm, nice. Well, you know, it, ha- it hasn't been it hasn't been officially confirmed, so I'll say allegedly. As, uh, as I'll say, because right, there's a number, there's numbers and confusion going out there, sure. right? That's like, oh, maybe it's a lot less. Tony Khan's not hyping it up on Dynamite <laughs> if it's anything less than like. I'm a glad you brought that up, Scotty, because you and I are on on a uh, are huge on. You have to realize the differences in Tony Khan's announcements. And I make a joke about it all the time on Twitter. Uh, The huge announcement, big announcement, like whenever it's hyped, what the kind of announcement's going to be, that is what you should really, you know, the biggest one at at a time was the Ring of Honor purchasing. And that was Tony Khan will make a live announcement in the middle of the ring. And that was like, oh shit, this is something huge. Yeah. This time, Tony Khan announced his announcement. That's the biggest thing we've gotten yet. (laughs) <laughs> Tony Khan announces an announcement in person. This month, <laughs> this was a mother truck. Huh? He's, he's he's excited. He's got the he's got the aisle. He, you know he's ready for it. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, no. But I, 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 Warner Brothers doesn't have any money. Um, they uh, and I and Brandon Thurston like kind of laid it out that sort of like the money that they would probably get like napkin math and and I think you know just doing numbers on like dynamite and stuff. He sort of mentioned said that like dynamite and uh collision potentially if it get like a point one five or whatever would roughly be like eight hundred eight hundred thousand right mm. and then you got a couple more for rampage a couple more for pay per views or whatnot so it's like that is so it's going to be a comparable to what they should be making um yeah. but that's also huge. Is that they're you know they're not getting they're not going to get blown away things but a comparable thing to what they should be making is four times of what they are currently making. People, they started their original deal to get on TV was hey we'll pay for like your set yeah <laughs> and you pretty much do everything else and you and get then they got an if you get extension. anything over five hundred k viewers that's what you yeah. get to keep <laughs> we get to keep right the rest. and then they got an extension. Right. Mm -hmm. And the extension, we never really got the full details of that, but obviously it was good enough. Yeah. And Tony has. Tony has stayed true to Warner Media, whether you think he should have shopped maybe Ring of Honor and other Mm -hmm. things to elsewhere or not. You can have that opinion, but staying true to Warner Warner Media is reportedly paying off for him. And I think that's. Yeah, you want to shop places, and I'm sure he has. I'm sure you know Tony Khan wasn't just like, yeah, we're we're not gonna. I'm not gonna talk to anyone else when my contract for my TV show is about to go up. Yeah, it would be incredibly being, foolish business decision to do that. Right, being true and and working with them as closely as he done. Right, doing sponsorship matches and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. It's paid off. Um, speaking of paying him off, and I'm glad you brought up Ring of Honor. Do you think? Uh, it was a regretful decision to make Ring of Honor its own separate brand and not include it as part of the AEW package, and not and not rebrand it as AEW Honor or something. At this point, because um, AEW is getting all the stuff, Ring of Honor as a separate entity is living on Honor Club. You know, what I, I don't mean? think so, mm-hmm. and I think it's because well, we don't know what Tony Khan spent for Ring of Honor. 
Mm-hmm. It seems it might be a lot less than maybe you would have thought about five years ago for Ring of Honor. Sure. And sure. Say say the fifteen thousand are still subscribing to Honor Club that was reported a while back. After a while, that money will make it like that money. That money will make up for in the end. And I think, I think it's better that AEW just stays its own thing, right? You have Collision rather than AEW presents Ring of Honor. Yeah. I the the beauty the reason he paid for Ring of Honor. Let's just be real. He wanted all in. One, he wanted all in. He wanted the archives. Two. And I think you could turn eventually you can turn that into the max deal. Like I know he bought it himself and not with AEW, but he can make it part of it anytime he wants. True. Um, and he's trying something, and I appreciate him trying something. Now with Dark Gone, and you and me talked about this a few weeks ago, Ring of Honor can have its own purpose now, right? Oh, it's gonna have hopefully. the indie folks. It's going to have things like that. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna they're giving us Kyle Fletcher singles matches. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not complaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're doing different things now that it gives him a different brand to do that in a Ring of Honor brand that people still love. Um, so I think it's fine. I'm sure the pay per views are doing really good numbers, mm-hmm. right? In terms of well, we know that we know they're bre- making record breaking numbers for the Ring of Honor brand. Yeah. Um. So I think overall it was a good decision because. Now you have your own other TV show. You still have Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. You have the archives over here. There's still interest in Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, maybe on the surface, maybe you would think there'd be some regret, but I think uh, I think Tony made it the right choice. Um, I want to want to I don't want to bury this topic to death too much or talk over talk this topic too much because obviously yeah, we'll be back next week. We'll be back next week talking, talking about it again. So we'll move on to the next bit. But yeah, I'm very excited to see what comes up uh, Wednesday with uh, this sort of Warner Brothers Discovery deal. Uh, and I how much collision shows to start being announced. Or at least, you know, oh, yeah, you mean like tickets wise or what do you mean? Yeah, don't they only have one event announced? I think they had, I think they had a AEW Sunday event, which also doesn't have an arena yet. I think they've announced two. Well, they haven't announced the United Center one. United. Oh, no, no, they technically have not. And that's kind of the most important one because that's the first one. That is true. Um, Not that I think it'll be too difficult to. uh, get people in that building they're already uh teasing things but the second coming of christ apparently so uh you know it'd be uh <laughs> it's gonna be worth it uh AEW dynamite let's talk about AEW dynamite i That's thought great. this was a fantastic show top to bottom this what a freakazoid i'm just kidding no it's fantastic show <laughs> my freakazoid is, is showing out i thought this was a fantastic show top to bottom i thought that this had the excitement factor of old uh aew programming um you know just every segment every match just i was like yes yes go yes this is awesome fantastic good uh practically every single segment maybe not every single segment every single match but uh for the most part the entire two hours it instead of one thing being pretty great and everything else kind of being mid uh there was like a lot of great and then maybe like one or two things and at that point you can ignore those small little bits and uh, enjoy the rest of it and have a fun, fun two-hour time. If we get more shows like this, that's what I'm talking about, baby. That's what I want. So I'm loving it. 
the the reason I think this show is so good, besides you know good wrestling and stuff like that, is that it was paced well. Mm-hmm. Anytime AEW's had like seven things scheduled for their shows, yes, sometimes it's just like horribly paced. That even if it's good, you almost miss something. Right. This felt like everything got its own chance to breathe. We weren't going from here, there, and everywhere like within seconds. Right. We weren't going to Tony uh Shivani in the back seven different ways and none of it making sense. Yeah. Um they treated it like a full on near it was a nearly and nothing's perfect, but like in terms of what AEW once was, this was as close to as you were going to get in that 2021 range, I think, mm-hmm. right? 2021 was obviously maybe their hottest year ever. Oh, not maybe it was factually. Yeah. Um, factually. But you had you had a great opener, right? That got right into the business, right into the business of it all, right? You didn't you didn't do the entrances. I think that's a a special dynamite thing. Yep. Like or AEW thing, I should say that I always have liked because it it gives you the idea that. Oh, all right. We're we're kicking this off hard. And shockingly, Ring of Honor champions were able to be on AEW, and no one got hurt. No one. It didn't hurt anyone. I know. I'm stunned. Um, I well, yes. I'm glad you brought up the the first match as well because the hot start gimmick of AEW and doing all these matches uh, on SmackDown, they started off with that triple threat match. I know. And I, I saw. saw people describing it as like they did they did the classic AEW hot start of a show. Yeah. They did the, the uh, they literally aired AJ Styles and Rey Mysterio's entrances online. And I was like, if you're going to take anything from AEW, that's one of the things to take because it just gives it a better feel instantly. Yes. I think so, at least. Like, yeah, you like to see entrances sometimes, but like for a match like this with Ray Phoenix and Claudio, mm-hmm. I didn't need entrances. I just want to see them go. Right. Yes. And it was, it was really good that way. And go at um, minute one, especially for like WWE. That's yeah. Three, that would be three entrances that would take up like the first five minutes of your show. Exactly. Exactly. And I thought, I thought this. And the crowd was hot. This is a this is a very important part of AEW because they don't use the fake crowd noise or anything. Um, they used to. They don't anymore. Um, thank God. They need hot crowds for their product to feel this great. Everything meshed on Wednesday night. The crowd was hot. The matches were hot. Yeah. The angles were hot. Let's talk about it now. First match, we already sort of talked about it. Claudio Castagnoli defeats Ray Phoenix in a double jeopardy match. With this win, it means that Castagnoli will get a Ring of Honor tag team title match with a partner of his choosing. That date and time of that match has not been determined or who he would be teaming with. Um, the partner of his Wheeler Yuta. Yeah, it would, I assume it would be Wheeler Yuta, <laughs> but uh, we have we have not been confirmed, um, I guess. But I thought this match was really good. I thought this was I fantastic. One it was critique. Ex- it was for me. It was exactly the sort of idea of the me- clashing of styles that I really like mm. uh, between the lucha stylings of one Ray Phoenix and the I don't know powerhouse stylings. I guess of Claudio Casagnoli. I thought it played mm. really well into each other, uh, and I really enjoyed it. What was your one critique? Match itself was really good. The one critique is I would have had that match ready to be announced. For Ring of Honor, like for some sort oh, of Ring of the, Honor, the tag team, yeah, because I would have been like, oh, here you can go check it out. That's like the one thing AEW uh, does oddly is like 
promote their stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you watch Ring of Honor and you'll watch Forbidden Door get promoted like seven different times, right? <laughs> yes. And then I'll watch AEW and I don't hear about Forbidden Door once. And I'm like, do, do they know this is their pay-per-view? Yeah. Um, they should have I understand like the whole idea is maybe Claudio didn't have it, but like just get on a mic for two seconds and be like, I'll we'll face you here, there, anywhere. Just because I think part of what Tony's doing with Ring of Honor, you kind of want to hype up. You're listen, they're they're all they're both owned by Tony Khan at the end of the day, mm-hmm. right? So like if if Ring of Honor can promote AEW every single week, then I think you could have promoted Ring of Honor for two seconds here. That being said, it's fine. I'm not gonna lose sleep over it. Match was a lot of fun. Uh, if you had if you had some sort of luchador start off every AEW, I don't think anyone would complain. I, I completely agree. Uh, I also feel like I would I think it would have been a cool idea maybe to have this on proper Ring of Honor because uh, I feel like this is a hype sure. enough match to to you want to bring eyes to Ring of Honor. But at the same time, I think that was also the idea here of yes. well, let's advertise to nearly a million people. Uh, mm-hmm. 800,000, 900,000 people and try to get more subscriptions to Honor Club. I To that point, though, I think the next step of that is you do that and then immediately afterwards have Claudio say, or in a, a promo later in the show, yeah. say, all right, this is the match happening on Honor Club. Uh, mean, mean Wheeler Yuta versus the Lucha Brothers for the tag titles. I think you're, exactly. I think you're right in saying that next step should have happened and that would have possibly gotten even more people into getting into Honor Club that haven't yeah. gotten already. That uh, being said, mm-hmm. Ray Phoenix, he might still be the best at this whole lucha thing. Like, like, listen, my king goes great. Obviously, like, I know he's like the talk of the town these days, and he's doing next but, level stuff that no one's been. Yeah, Viking, but Vikingo really still has like an exact match to follow, like exact game script. Yep. Phoenix just does shit, man. And it all looks great. And it's all nonstop. He's just fantastic. Um, I I love Phoenix. It's him, Bandito, and Vikingo. Those are your those are your big three. Um, along with like, you know, the folks in CML like uh, CML like Mystico and uh so- Soberano Jr. Those might be my top five favorites these days in terms of lucha. I totally agree. I totally agree. I think that like I said, Mystico match- does the same shit every match, by the way, but it's great every time. Because <laughs> it's Mystico. The other day, it's Mystico. Uh, you yeah, know, great match. I thought that I went three and three quarters. I, I, I was, yeah, I was so, I was almost there. I forget, I don't know, forget what it was that really got me not fully there. Was but it that Ray Phoenix missing the kick on Claudio? Probably, <laughs> probably. Because <laughs> I was like, ah, damn, damn. <laughs> but, you know, I thought it was very. very I mean, good. it's hard for you to. Uh, like, that's the one thing with Ray Phoenix. He is going so fast. It's like. I'm shocked he doesn't miss things more. Agreed, and I let's see. That's why he's so good. <laughs> I say, someone I forget who I talked to, but someone made this great thing. Like he's the closest to Rey Mysterio in terms of like just an overall babyface. Sure. Like Vikingo is in terms of like kind of changing the way we see things, like yeah. Rey Mysterio did. Mm-hmm. But in terms of just being Rey Mysterio, Rey yeah. Phoenix does feel like that. He has that 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 king esque energy that Rey Mysterio yeah. has. Um, backstage, we cut backstage to a pair of legs. We pan upwards and we see Miro returning in AEW. Stephanie McMahon. Oh, Stephanie. God. Uh, Miro is in AEW again. Renee Paquette tries to get an answer for him about why he's here. He just ignores her. 
and walks straight into Tony Khan's office. So Miro is back. Who gives a shit? <laughs> that's that's my take with Miro every time this guy shows up. Oh, the pouty child's back. Great. He wouldn't he wouldn't do the he wouldn't do the work and said no to plans and he hasn't been on TV since. Okay. If this guy gets a title within like the next three months, I'm gonna lose my mind. Like this guy complained, pouted and complained at home and got a belt. Yeah, fuck off. Uh, we get that being said, he does add something. I just hope it's like decent. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for Miro. I like Miro. Uh, I agree that he has the pouty child energy, but uh, he's not worth it to me. No, but I I like this idea that we're setting up with the Tony Khan uh, meetings that he's been having about all these patty, pouty children. We're bringing, yeah, we're bringing <laughs> all the troubled children home. Yeah, uh, we're go- they're all going to the principal's office. Uh, that- so then getting their own TV show? <laughs> yeah, I think they're all going to the principal's <laughs> office and being awarded with a TV show of their own. Uh, yeah. I also like it as this idea of... You know, because later in the show, you get Thunder Rosa showing up again and also doing the same thing of going to TK's office. And I think also everyone just sort of assumed that this is how we're going to get the CM Punk reveal is going to TK's office or coming out of TK's office or something. Not a chance in hell. <laughs> I think it'd be hilarious. I think I, I think you do the Goldberg thing where he walks out of TK's office and he's surrounded by security guards and then he get, enters the ring. Uh, that's what you should do. Yeah, he brings Larry with him. Yeah, he brings <laughs> he brings a steel with him. Uh, um, no, I think that I like this idea that they're setting up um, people that uh, may have issues of other people in the back, and that this is sort of like <clears throat> the the roster split. Who, who we all, coming, we all, baby. We all knew it was going to be CM Punk and the Elite will be part of this roster split, but now it looks like it's Miro and others, I guess. And then like Thunder Rosa and Brit, supposedly. So it seems like you know it's it, we're getting more and more of like who is they're part of this roster it, yeah. split. Yeah, they're playing into it a little. And bit. and they did kind of you know when they said, let's see what Tony Khan has to say, you know, about all the people coming into his office. And they very much hinted at this having to do with collision, mm-hmm. like on the show, which I thought was cool. Like yeah. they didn't hide that. Um, it's interesting. Andrade's next, right? Andrade's got to show up. CM Punk obviously has to show up. Who else are we waiting on? Who else are we looking for? Uh, Malachi I think that's in terms of the troubled children. Malachi Black's already here. Um, yeah, he's not as troubled of a child, I guess. He he came back quickly. No, no, he's more of a troubled child. Uh, he's not a troubled child. Uh, there is a difference. The D is a difference. Hey now. Um, Next up, sort of a segment here was FTR comes to the ring. Uh, they were invited. Instead, they see Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, and Saddam Singh. Uh, they d- demand an answer to their double or nothing challenge from last week. FTR accepts. Um, and we more stuff happens and basically comes down to that the title match is happening at double or nothing between Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, and FTR. And then Mark Briscoe will be the special guest referee of said match then the briscoe passes out a some cups for tequila sanjay dutt miss tequila in the eyes of harwood i hate uh, reviewing this i'm realizing briscoe is blinded and pile drives uh, or whatever harwood pile you know the second people happens. do this on a weekly basis but you know. i can't um, I, i'm not a re- i'm not a re- recapper like that 
Uh, yeah, you don't have I to get, do that. I get bored. I, I get listen, more and more bored as I was saying that. I was listen, like, if you're listening song. to this, you watch the show. We I did not like. We this don't recap either. like that. I, didn't really I don't like saying it at all. Yeah, I didn't care for this. All right, Renee is backstage <laughs> with Chris Jericho. <laughs> I, we we skipped through it, but I loved the videos they did for the pillars. Yes, 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 yes. They did do four different videos. Um, and so let's. I was babyface again. And let's rank them now. <laughs> uh, Darby Allens, I liked a lot. Santa Guevara's was really good. MGS was good. Next segment. Uh, okay. I. So. <laughs> I don't. My I don't take, think it was bad. My it, take away I, from I don't think the Jungle Boy one was bad. I just think it was the least effective one. You know what's my? I watched this and I was like, okay, so Santa Guevara is a baby face. If you watch this for the first time, yep. Uh, Jungle Boy is kind of, kind of tweener esque. Yeah, know? yeah. I think we're on our way to uh, maybe a change up for Jungle Boy somewhere here down the line because obviously he's not winning a title anytime soon, um, or at least this title um, ever. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think he should ever win this title. Well, we know that you you know you, we, I literally got you a shirt that says Jungle Boy Hater. Yeah. Anyways, um, I didn't get you a shirt that says Jungle Boy Hater. I'm, uh, it's, it, I'm still waiting on it in the mail. Oh, uh, okay. Um, no, but I think I think uh, he be, has, <laughs> he's on his he's way. on his way to a necessary changeup. Yes, I hope. A lot so. of people don't like Jungle Boy right now. Like a lot of people, it's not just a Ryan thing. <laughs> it's it, like a lot of people I think are kind of out on Jungle Boy at the moment. Um, yeah, because listen, what Jungle Boy does well is he wrestles well, he's a good in ring wrestler. But guess what? There's a lot of good in ring wrestlers in AEW. Yeah, that's why I know the Fatal Four Way is going to be good because Mm -hmm. they're good. Yeah, that doesn't mean I have to be excited for the actual wrestlers themselves, though. Yeah, you and I have never been like against the match itself because the match is going to be fantastic, you know? Like, yeah, it's just the like. Everyone in this company, for the most part, is a great wrestler, right? The separation uh-huh. between the divisions ultimately comes down to how good of a promo you are. Yeah. And now I do think a four pillar storyline could be interesting on paper. Obviously, everyone thought that in practice at this Maybe point if in they time. Were real pillars. <clears throat> true. Um, I think at this point in time, the four pillars uh, storyline doesn't work because one of them only knows how to cut baby face promos, despite being a heel. Another one is <laughs> good almost, ones, by the way. Yeah, good, good baby face good promos. Baby face Sammy's promo. good at a good baby face promo. Um, one of them has only been really cutting promos for three years. Um, and the other one uh is half I don't even dead. know which one you meant. Uh Jungle Boy. He's only been cutting uh, promos. Darby's only been doing the same for three years too. That's true. Um but but I, Darby at least feels you know Darby understands how to like tie into like more of the personal stuff and he doesn't feel except for that one woo he doesn't feel all yeah, that disingenuous. I'm, I'm, I'm hit or miss on some Darby promos but I'm listen he's hit more than jungle boy so that yeah by default does a lot and he and he's the second biggest star of the four agreed so that helps his case too right this does feel like it's like mjf and darby you could have built a match around those two for this pay-per-view i don't think anyone would have bought batted an eye it's the sammy guevara and jungle boy aspects that it's like 
they're not ready. Yeah. And I don't think either of them will ever be world champion. You know, I won't I won't say ever, but like and I think Jungle Boy has a better shot than Sammy Guevara does. I just I don't know if anyone could possibly watch Sammy Guevara and say that's a world champion. And listen, at the end of the day, not everyone needs to be world champion. We've had this conversation before. Not everyone needs to be world champion, and that's okay. I think a baby face Sammy Guevara could be world champion. That's the only, but I, a heel one can't. Does that make sense? No, no, he'll a heel one can't be champion, let alone a world champion. Yeah, uh, it'll, it'll be interesting. I mean, obviously, time could change, but uh, let's just say right now, with all the young talent they have, uh, these two would not be my top choice, yeah, in terms of being world champion. Speaking of young talent, we get a quick backstage segment between Chris Jericho and Roderick Strong, and basically Roderick Strong lays down a challenge to Chris Jericho for a false game anywhere match. Young, next but week. all right. What's that? <laughs> you said, speaking of young talent, and we went to Chris Jericho and Roddy. I had to do a nice. transition, didn't I? Uh, it, didn't, uh, it didn't work, but I, I nailed the transition. Uh, sure. Uh, sure. After that, we get that clip of Thunder Rosa going to the back office as well. Then we come back from commercial. Thunder Rosa existed. What did you th- what did you quickly real quickly about this? What did you think about this? This entire segment, video package with Moxley and Omega feud, FTR in ring segment, Chris Jericho and Roderick Strong backstage segment, uh, Thunder Rosa showing up. That is one block of TV yeah. time, well, no matches. This does give to what I said though is that everything got time to breathe. Whether I like the segments or not is another question, mm-hmm. but everything got time to breathe. Um, a lot of time without wrestling, though. I did not realize it took that long to get to Garcia and Cassidy. Yeah. Well, next up, we come back from commercial Sam Guevara video package. And then we have Tony Khan talking about next week's uh, or tonight's being a strong dynamite. And then finally, we get Orange Cassidy defeating Daniel Garcia to retain the AEW international title. Um, what do you think about this match? I just want Orange Cassidy to lose this belt. Interesting. I the match is good. The match is good. Mm-hmm. But, like, when this reign is over, I'm going to remember maybe two defenses. Really? Yeah. But not because it's, it's been... bad, but because it's just... I don't think it's all that special of a reign. Interesting. I just... I am not someone who really likes Orange Cassidy all that much. I think he's fine. Mm-hmm. He's a fine wrestler. Good wrestler. Um, But, like... I think maybe this was like the highest rated match I've maybe given him since. I couldn't even tell you. <laughs> I could. I, I sit here and I can't even give you. I can't even give you an idea. Um, what I will give him credit for though is he's been the true mid card champion that they need. Yeah, that's important, right? While the TNT titles continues to be a joke in a yeah. lot of ways. Um, so that I give him credit for. I just think like this rain would have made more sense for like Darby. Darby pretty much did the speed run of this, right? Or of it with the TNT title. Yes. He had it for a month, wrestled every week, got beat up really quick, and then and he lost it. Mm-hmm. Over time, the problem with the Orange Cassidy one is there's been a lot of just filler title defenses. Yeah, like a lot of and listen you know, over over twenty defenses. You have no choice, but half of them happened on Rampage at one point. 
Did you watch those, Ryan? Did you watch the Rampage ones? No, you didn't watch the Rampage ones. Uh, no, I might have. I have. I was at a show where he defended the title on Rampage. I didn't see it because I left. I've I said, se- all right, I'm done. I've seen all the Rampage ones. Uh, I just haven't wow. seen last last night's last night's. Yes. Rampage one. No, there oh, wasn't one on Rampage. Big Rampage guy over here. Big, um, I'm a big Rampage head. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I, I just think it's been fine. 214 days out of all these defenses that I'm reading right now. I remember one. Two. What are the names for these defenses? Uh, Katsuyori Shibata. Yeah, that was a good one. Wheeler Yuta. That was also a good one. The last Buddy Matthews one. Sure. Big Matt. Gabriel Kidd, because that was on a non-AW show. <laughs> yeah, that was on New Japan, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Bandino and D- Daniel Garcia. But to, since since he won the title from Pac, forgot he won the title from Pac. Thank you for asking. Uh, he has defeated Rush and Ten, Luchasaurus and Ray Phoenix, Shibata, Lee Johnson, Jake Hager, QT Marshall, Trent Seven. I don't even remember the Lee Johnson one. Yeah, that was the one in Boston that I left. Trent Trent Seven? Hold on, what? Trent Seven. <laughs> I don't remember that one at all. Trent Beretta. Sure. Actually, that was decent. That was fine. Yeah. I like Trent. Kip Sabian. I do remember that storyline. Are, are, are people looking into my eyes when I'm talking to you? Do you can you see how unexcited I am? Uh, Jay Lethal. That one actually, it was, I, if I recall correctly, that one's pretty good. It was nine minutes. Lee Moriarty. One of the reasons why it's so good. Well, you was good. Yeah. Big Bill. I mean, Jay Lethal again. You can't dunk on Big Bill. Jeff Jarrett. The Butcher. Prolistico, Buddy Matthews, Gabriel Kidd, Bandito, Daniel Garcia. But the, here's the thing as well. If I went through and looked at all my Orange Cassidy raid match ratings or whatnot, I would sure. argue probably that a lot of those matches were at minimum good and at best really, really good. I wouldn't know if any of them were great, great. Maybe there was a couple greats in there. I'm going through my, every single one of them right now. I don't Recall the, the Jeff Jarrett one I gave one star. Wow. Big. He hates Jeff Jarrett, folks. He is not part of the Wii U clan. The highest Pushing. rated Orange Cassidy match. He got a three and four, uh, three and three quarters for me. I think, and that might have been this one. <laughs> what I'm getting to I this one. is I probably do like a 50-50 agree with you is that I think the a lot of these matches were good to really to great, but a lot of them were the same. You know, if so like yeah, if, it, I'm a little yeah. I'm I'm slightly bored by it being like the like perfectly good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nothing like, yeah. oh, we're not getting to like, Fine, you know, yeah. it's a thing of like, I'll get it, this one when I get to my best of super juniors takes. When I've seen it was a billion only matches, recently. when I've seen a billion really good matches, they they start getting diminishing returns. Yeah. If you have a billion great matches, you start getting yeah. slight diminishing returns, but they're still great and they, it lasts longer. A bunch of really good dimension, uh, really good matches 
uh, I get bored faster from that. If that yeah. makes, if weirdly, if that makes sense. No, I know exactly what you mean. It was only up until recently that I started to get back into it, and it's because he's doing an actual angle mm-hmm. of like he's getting too hurt, right? I think that's more interesting. Yeah. For the first, I don't know. I just read off a lot of the defenses. For the first fifteen of those, there was there wasn't that angle. <laughs> it just wasn't. Like that's I was true. like, what what happened to the first fifteen matches that he that he wrestled? That's did true. he did he not get hurt in those? And now he's beating people that I actually want to see win. So now I'm just getting. Anyway, who beats this guy? I don't know. Who should beat this guy? Someone like Swerve should beat this guy. Like, Swerve's... <sighs> Swerve, Swerve deserves better. Swerve oh, deserves he deserves better. so much better. This guy's like one of the... Uh, no, I'm not doing the Swerve talk right now. I fear that it's going to be like... I don't know. Miro. Miro. I have great fear it's going to be Miro. I th- I I think it could be Miro. I think you're right. I think it could be Miro. That would make sense. That would stink. I was gonna say Malachi Black. Eh, I could have saw that. In in one that... point in time, I would have said Malachi Black. But now that we're doing the open house rules gimmick with them, I don't necessarily know. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's kind of how I feel about it too. Miro makes sense though. That that or Andrade, but probably Miro more. Andrade. Pretty... They probably should uh, have one one of each mid card title on each show huh That'd be, that makes sense that would also make sense um anyways um uh, uh we got the in-ring segment with christian cage and luchasaurus where christian cage uh hates dads hates or dad, doesn't hate dads or something like that continues to hate father figures and stuff and hates arn anderson for being christian cage dad. should beat wardlow there there's my take i agree actually wardlow I'm is gonna pick everyone against wardlow <laughs> wardlow is boring and he, oh, we, we, I think, get the sticky poo poo thing. I think, did we talk about this off air about my thoughts on, uh, um, like, we've talked a lot over the past week. Of <laughs> yeah, recording, we, we so recorded it's a lot all of episodes. together <laughs> for people that are, that are considering joining the Patreon. We got a bunch of new episodes. Ryan hasn't seen anything coming out soon. Shout out Danny Crawford, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for that episode to come out. Um, but uh, yeah, no, we got a bunch of episodes of that, so I don't remember exactly what I said on mic this week versus not on mic. Um, but I had a thought at one point in time about um, AEW like properly building stars, and like the yeah. moment they they jump on somebody, like you all felt like it's going to be Wardlow, and then it's like that's not really Wardlow. That might have been text. That might have been text. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember what. That's the problem. We don't. I have any idea because it's like when they do something it doesn't necessarily yeah work i remember like, this conversation wardlow didn't really work jamie hater we all thought she was going to turn on brit now she's kind of with brit and it's fine I, yeah. I i don't think it's bad like wardlow bad but i think it's fine right. hobbs he, we turn him and make him important and then he Nerd. pair him up with qtv um i don't know what it is Not it's just something nerd. about it like they get to that next step and it's like ah oh, okay Ah, uh, swing and a miss. Yeah, and so the, I have concerns about that. But anyways, Christian Cage, yeah, I can agree with that. I can agree with that. That'd be pretty cool. Well, Kyle Fletcher should beat him. Kyle Fletcher's the next up, but he's that, not going to beat him. That I, I did have a pitch, though. Mm-hmm. Could Will Ospreay be the guy beating him? If you did that at, like, Forbidden Door again? No, before. Oh, I mean, maybe. Because you would run back the rematch, right? Mm-hmm. 
you have this Kyle Fletcher thing setting up. And then at Forbidden Door, mm-hmm. it's international title and U.S. title. Mm. They both have the other company's title. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be intriguing. What about instead we put the title on Mark Davis? It's real swerve. What if we put the title, you know, the title on <laughs> not Fletcher, not Osprey, Mark Davis? What if who we go I'm pretty real, sure is injured? What if we go real wild with it and say Aaron Hanare? All right, that's enough. Julia well, Hart defeats Anna Jay in a no holds barred match. This was the, I'll say, worst match in the show, but it wasn't like awful in my opinion. It was aggressively fine. Anna Jay's bad. Yeah, she's bad. She's slow. Like her, she's her. She just she she, she doesn't, doesn't feel sell, natural. She doesn't her. sell. She's slow as hell. Julia Hart's better than her, and Julia Hart's been wrestling shorter than her. I'm pretty sure. There was a point in time where I was super high on Anna Jay, and it feels like she's yeah. gotten. Worse. I remember ever <laughs> since that moment, she has gotten worse. Yeah, I remember you tweeting that out or saying it on this show. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, she's a prospect when she comes back from injury, and ever since it's been like. She, she is getting worse and worse. Every match I see her in is like this is she needs to wrestle indies or something. Something. She needs to get more experience somewhere but, along the way. Because... I'm watching Sky Blue get better. And guess what Sky Blue does? She wrestles indies. She signed AEW, but mm-hmm. she wrestles indies. Mm-hmm. It's not that hard. I agree. I agree. Julie Hart, Julie Hart's good at character work. She's good. She's better than uh the entire house of black at it <laughs> it's not really a shot at them i think she's just good at it well speaking of house of black we get their trios tag match the open house match uh where we got a little bit more verification on the rules no rope breaks there are dqs which is a weird thing to say because most matches already have dqs um so that would seem weird um and like the it is every team that they are facing, the House of Black is facing, can choose one additional rule. Yeah. Which this they... was no Julia Hart at ringside. Yes. No witches. No no exact. spooky witches, to be exact. Um, I don't next, know. Next I... person, I want them to say no stupid lights. I, I think no stupid lights is a good one. I think uh, only I can get the pinfall. Uh... <laughs> no. Now I want to. It is, I, oh, I, it, is a, it is a title versus career. <laughs> I think you perfectly. Said, I think you perfectly said this on Twitter. How the lights were a good idea in theory and yes. not as executed. And my problem with it isn't necessarily like it's like a spotlight type thing. Yeah, and I thought that was okay, but you want to see the crowd. Yes, <laughs> you just want to see the crowd react That's to how these I things. Especially like these trios matches that can get crazy. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want like a match or, or the even a bandito versus... match. A bandito match where well, I see true. no crowd. This, what are we doing? This was this one was one of the more forgettable bandito matches I've seen in a long while. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but it, it's just it was a good match. Like it was a fine match. It was not nothing was bad about it. Yeah. Um. I just would like not do the lights again. Yeah, I think the lights. I have fiend P- T- T- PTSD. I have like pandemic PTSD. Still. Yeah, yeah, because it did feel like we were just in an empty arena, and then we just hear people. I, I want to see yeah. people, you know that I want to see people cheering. That's what makes it f- kind of fun. I want to see people jumping out of their chairs, you know. Let's do a reverse. Let's light up the crowd and black the ring so we can't see wow. what's happening. Now we're act. talking lights out match, but only for the ring itself. 
you know, and I and look, I'm happy that they're hiring um uh, the fiend and Mystico's lighting designer, Mystico when he's in WWE as the original Sin Cara. I'm glad we're hiring these lighting designers to come in and pitch it, pitch uh, ideas for TK. Right? I'm Thank glad God. they're like, hey, yo, you know what we should do? Change the lights in the ring. That's a good idea. People will like that. We'll call it Mountain Dew. You know, we'll do another sponsorship or something. Uh, yeah, the lights are silly. Let's get let's get out of here um we get the main event let's talk about the goddamn main event let's just let's just get to it let's just freaking get to it the main event steel cage match john moxley kenny omega this match ruled ass this was an ass and a half ass and a half and two more asses this was so good i i don't worry about it I love, I love this match. It was brutal. It was violent. It was in just in the center of the ring, practically. And it, it, you know, you we talked about this uh, either on air or Ryan hasn't seen anything. Just in the middle of the ring when they go through the dam. (laughs) Well, okay, look for the but no 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 no. for the most part i know what you meant for the most part this match takes place it's not like throwing people into cage constantly or or jumping off things yeah it's not the usual steel cage i get yeah this felt like an old school throwback it felt eerily reminiscent to me uh i i really i'll i'll compare this to the uh 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 uh, what the fuck is his name i'm forgetting his name uh tully blanchard that's what it was and magnum ta steel cage match i knew that's exactly what you're gonna say and i've never seen the match in my life steel cage match that also has a chair involved uh it, it, it felt weirdly reminiscent to me and it felt like you know an old school throwback in that sense uh with a twist um I really like that. I thought the I really like just having it settle in the ring like that. Um, I really, really liked the V trigger through the cage, despite almost destroying Kenny Mayer's leg. I thought that was a fantastic visual. Um, I'm glad that, you know, they just kept it in the ring practically beyond that. Um, The match was violent. The match was brutal. And I think it was one hell of a swerve to close out the show, to have Don Callis turn on Kenny Omega. Uh, I think that was really well done and really well executed. Uh, I thought this match was fantastic. I believe I went four and a half on it. Um, Let me double check. Got the Molly. Yep, I went four and a half on it. This match was fantastic. I want more of this kind of shit. Uh, Just so good. It was just incredible. It was just incredible to watch something this good uh, in AEW. And this was like, I, I tweeted out that I was like, this is probably the first four plus star match uh, for AEW that I've rated since Omega Vikingo. And that was what, February or something like that? Like that was forever ago at this point. It was March. It was March. Either Even way. Then. Either then, this is May now. Uh, this was probably my first four plus star match since then, and that was I also gave it four and a half stars. March twenty second, and this was twenty second. And this um, was, of course, let me May. let me see what I can bring to the table here that you did not. Um, 
thought this match was fantastic. One, far and away the best match between Kenny Omega and John Moxley. I yes. don't even think it's a question. Yes. Um, two. The first, very first match was good, but I gotta look. At, I don't remember how good it was. The one where they did all the um plunder stuff lights out match lights out match yeah i didn't like that one Ooh. um Ooh. anyways anyways that's that's a me problem um I the cool. greatness of this match comes down to mr kenny omega and i i tweeted a little thread about this people probably already have heard enough kenny omega from me this week but i'm gonna talk about him anyways because i want to so I, I i you know listen a lot of my whole thing is obviously women's wrestling and that's just kind of my that's that's most of my coverage and stuff so i don't always talk about unless it's aw i don't really fully talk about like my favorite wrestlers uh on the med side of things and i was like every time i watch kenny i know he's the answer and Someone someone asked me this week on a show, who's your favorite two men wrestlers? Because we all know your favorite women wrestlers. And I go, Kenny Omega and CM Punk. And it's very, it's very funny because obviously, you know, problems. But what Kenny does so well, I don't think anyone else can do. He can wrestle three very different types of matches and all exceed to make them Maybe not match of the this. Maybe this wasn't a match of the year contender, but make people even consider that in every facet, right? I said no one's like him in professional wrestling today. Someone responded with me and Shingo. I said Shingo's not doing what Kenny just did in that steel cage. That's not happening. It's not happening. Shingo's phenomenal. Don't get me wrong. Love Shingo Takagi, but he's not doing what I just watched Kenny do. Think about this. The three best matches for Kenny this year, I think, are Osprey, Vikingo, and Moxley. Those all three of those matches are vastly different. One is the New Japan main event epic style. The second is a with, lucha with, with, I'll say, a hardcore element. Just the visual yeah, of smashing yeah. Will Osprey's face through of a course, table. Of course, <laughs> of course. The set it more rivalry element, like a deep cut, deep rivalry, and also like student master. Yes. To it. The second is just a Omega Vikingo Lucha infused craziness nonstop type match. Showcase and match too. Showcase. showcase yes. Match. Getting Vikingo over to the world. Mm-hmm. Right. And then there's this one: the brutal, physical, old school style, old school steel cage. Right. Steel cages for the most part kind of stink people like these days they kind of usually aren't all that good this was great and i had all the confidence in the world it would be great because that's the type of wrestler kenny omega is he can have any match with any wrestler and live up to that point i remember there was some dweeb i don't remember who it was talking about how kenny omega wasn't as good anymore i remember who it was (laughs) i know you do Um, i know you do (laughs) a few months a few months ago they're like oh this kenny's not the same i was like this kenny is just as good as he just changed his style he's not doing stupid shit every minute of every match right he's not jumping from the ring into the crowd onto tetsuya naito anymore that's the one thing he's not doing everything else is absolutely tremendous kenny omega is is the absolute best because he does things that no one else can do 
He's that good. And it plays to every promotion he's worked for. Mm-hmm. Right? He learned that creativity in DDT. People can say what all they want about DDT. He learned a lot of his creativity in there. Then he went to New Japan to get the biggest push of his life, right? Get get the most shine, and he became the best bout machine. And now here in AEW, he's having the run that I think everyone wanted him to have the first time around before the injury, right? Yeah. When he remember, you remember 2019, everyone's like, oh, this isn't the Kenny. Kenny made the wrong decision, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, this guy was hurt for two, two and a half years. Before he could be Kenny Omega again. Mm-hmm. Now he's Kenny Omega again. We're watching him go through freaking steel cages and take barbed wire to the back and go through glass. And it feels like he should be doing all that. And that's a credit to John Moxley, too. John Moxley could do a lot of this stuff, too. Maybe he's not going to do the high flying lucha stuff with Vikingo, but he can do the lucha brawling stuff yeah. with anyone, right? Um, this was fantastic. This was a hell of a main event. This was AEW to its core. That's what this match was. A hundred percent agree. The I think it was like John Moxley then had like Sports Center. I think it was uh, ESPN or whatever interview about like you know it, 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 he basically kind of said that it was like the AEW to its core, the AEW flag bearer, oh, yeah. people that are like f the world, fuck the world. Um, I censored myself and I just said the word. Um, <laughs> Uh, he's like that. That that that's the mentality. He's like that's the mentality I live with, and that's that's what these people are. AEW at its yeah. core is the original AEW concept. At its core is this rivalry, kind of. This is like the AEW rivalry is yeah. Moxley Omega. This was the beginning, the very first world title, quote unquote, angle. Right? Is Jericho wins. And then Moxley comes out and beats up Omega, right? Yeah. Like that is basically like the first big time angle this promotion has ever done. And four years later, here we are. Can you believe it, folks? It's Paul Rudd eating hot food, eating hot wings. Can you believe it? What are that? What are the odds? Here we are. Who would have thought? Like, I just think, I think it's over or. Like I'm not gonna sit here and say Kenny Omega is underappreciated because I'm not, I'm not ridiculous. Yeah. But at the same time, he almost is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's, like it's because he has detractors who are like cornet heads or whatever. He has detractors, or he has super fans. It's like it's the in between that. Well, I right, just... he has like the elite super fans, and then he has the detractors like Cornet and others. Yeah. All I want to do is see this guy wrestle. Yeah. Like, and that's what all he wants to do. <laughs> that's the thing with Kenny. Yeah. That's all he gives a shit about. Yeah. We, like, we know reportedly he was the one that was over the CM Punk stuff the quickest. He just was like, I want to wrestle. I want to do that. Right. Yeah. Um, he, from like, if you think back to every single match he's had since coming back, I'd say every single one of them you should watch. Even the one where, like, the weakest one, in quotations, is, like, maybe the one where he teamed with Takeshita, and still that was a blast to watch just because yeah. it was so much fun, right? Yeah. Like, oh, man, this guy's just... I, I could talk about Kenny Omega forever. Do you think... And I know... He's my, the best the, in the world. The, the ticker going across the screen right now is with our with our top five wrestlers. Me with Omega at number He's, one. You with Omega at number one. 
Yeah. Maybe it's maybe it's we both have an idea of where this the answer is going, but do you think he is the lead in the wrestler of the year category? Or do you think there's someone else that, that is up there with him? I think he's definitely in the conversation at this point. But is he, is he number winning? Is it him and Okada? Okada was great. And then he lost the title and now he's doing trio stuff, which is still fine. But, you know. But I think Okada in this gimmick deserves a lot of credit. Like, we we can all rate our rest of the year off rest, like the actual matches of themselves. Sure. But, like, the work that um, uh, Okada's doing overall is really exciting. And mm-hmm. he's going to have a G1 also to back him up. Yeah, at the end That's of the year, right? Accurate. That Ken, is accurate. The Kenny's G, the not. The G one hasn't happened yet. Kenny's not going to have a G one to back him up, but Kenny's going to have the match with Osprey. Kenny's going to have um this this anarchy in the arena at Double or Not. Everyone, I, I'm sure, could figure out it's anarchy in the arena by now. Um, mm-hmm. right, they're going to have that at Double or Nothing, which should be fantastic. Right, last year's was great, and every wrestler in this, to me, this is a better crop of talent. Sure. Um. Right, and a more, uh, and, I would, and I would argue a more, I would I would say more imaginative mm, uh, bunch. Right, like I think it's between Omega and Okada most, and and listen, Osprey has it takes two matches for him to get back into the into the discussion. Yeah, he just has been out for most of the last two months. Right. Yeah, he has a match with Tanahashi next weekend. I'm sure that'll be very good. He has. That he's gonna have a match with Lance Archer, which is probably gonna actually kick ass, and I don't think people appreciate that enough. Like I remember his match with Archer at uh in a G one and the G one G- the G one yeah. that was the when they were here in the U S. It was so good. Yeah. Um, and then you know he's gonna have the match with Kenny, Again, and then if he we, wins we the title, three Osprey singles matches coming, up. and then he has a G one, and then he has a G one. So like, yeah, it's those three I think right now. Um. But it's really just it's it's Kenny. I think it's going to be Kenny's year to lose. It'll just be how many matches he has. Yeah, at this point, I I think if not rest of the year, I think there's a chance he could be. I don't know. I was going to say like the um, uh, was it the Luthez one that is overall wrestler? Is that the Danielson one now? No, that's technical wrestler. That's technical wrestler. Uh, I want to uh, say lo- the overall wrestler of the year was like is the loose as award. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll chance. look. You you because he's also yeah. having great storylines. He's having well, loose as is the wrestler of the year. So, uh, um, oh, most outstanding wrestler. Mass That's outstanding not a. Wrestler. It doesn't have a special name, but I think I think there's a chance he could be the wrestler of the year, of course. But most outstanding, I think there's also a chance he could do that because the storylines he's been in has been great. The stuff he's been doing in it. His promos have been, I think, for the most part, hits. There's been like two misses, um, but the stuff he's yeah, been doing is. I think he's a good really, promo. He's he's just so good. And oh, and let's just be honest. He's gonna have matches with Kota Ibushi by year's end. Let's not be stupid here. That's <laughs> gonna happen. A very <laughs> good shot. Very, unless this guy's going back to New Japan for some reason. I, w- <laughs> I he probably would. Oh my god! I'm not talking about Kota Ibushi right now, but. Uh, I'll go off on a tangent, that's, but uh, uh, that's a whole nother gripe that you and I have. Uh, <laughs> fucking wrestle, anyways. <laughs> um, well, maybe don't wrestle. That uh, Joey Nanella match wasn't good. That's uh, not his fault. <laughs> Joey Nanella stinks. Uh, it was a stupid match for him to have in the first place. 
That's almost killed himself. That's true. That's true. Let's talk about Bosch. New Japan Best of the Super Juniors 30. Bosch. Tournament is happening. It has begun with night one on Friday, which you can watch for free. Night two on Saturday and night three this morning on Sunday. I watched Based all off of- experience, you only want to watch the free show. Yeah. So... I don't, hit, the, I don't, hit the hot take, Ryan. Do well, not I don't wanna, do it off the rip. Well, I'm, I'm setting up. I'm setting up the goddamn second. Give me a second. Give me a second. Uh, <laughs> uh, I watched the first night. I watched the second night, and I watched half of the third night. You said you watched the first night, and like a. Did you watch night two yet? I have. I no, but I was told it was mostly bad, and I'm watching like two matches from it. Um. So yeah. So and and I don't want to go like match by match. And no, I think part of the reason you don't want to go match by match is also my feeling on the tournament so far. And it's been two and a half nights for me. So maybe this is unfair. But I think if I'm already starting to get bored on night three, I'm worried. <laughs> to be fair, I heard night two was so bad. <laughs> night two. Because the crowd was fucking dead. The crowd was dead. It felt like a pandemic show. Night one, I thought was had a lot of fun, interesting ideas. Here, here's there a were quote: some pretty good matches. Here, here Someone said they wish they had most clap crowds over the night two crowd, and I said, "Oh dear God." Yeah, that's rough. Night one had fun ideas and stuff. Night two, I was so bored watching this. <laughs> and to be clear. Nothing was technically bad, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't go... I don't even think I gave a two star. I think the lowest I went was two and a quarter. Uh, But nothing's, like, technically bad, right? It's just so boring. The highest rating I gave on night two is three stars. Woof. I was so... I was like, this is just... This was 10 matches of just there. And night three, halfway through it, feels like it's going to be 10 matches of just there. And on top of that, Scotty, I want you to also frame this in your mind. I am cold on Mike Bailey versus Hiromu. Wow. Okay. Well, I thought that was really good. I thought that was Mike Bailey's best match in a very long time. I went three and a half on that. Wow. Match. I already then. And this and I said this take about like uh, Orange Cassidy, right? This is this is the, yeah. this is this I I I this is gonna be a take hour for you and I about this tournament. I said this about Orange Cassidy, where if I watch too many really good matches, I start getting bored because sure. uh, the really good. But it's like, all right, I've seen this before. Sure. I've hit that with Mike Bailey. I hit that aggressively last Friday. Uh-huh. Where it is interesting. I, I've seen a bunch of really good matches for Mike Bailey. He has not had a match that has crossed the four star threshold for me. I don't think it's hit four stars yet for me. Um, and I've seen just really good stuff, and I'm just kind of bored by what Mike Bailey is doing because I've mm-hmm. seen it so much now, and it's that's it. I mean, I'm 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 done. I mean, at least Osprey's changing his style, so it helps that like, oh, okay. In the past couple of years, he's changed his style. Mike Bailey, I've seen so much of him, that's just the same. I want to see something right. different. Well, that's I get that. Um, 
I mean, remember, I'm I was on this show being the Bailey contrarian during wrestle after WrestleMania weekend. Sure, um, sure. So obviously, I get that. Well, you and I um, both said coming out of WrestleMania weekend that yeah. we were expecting more from his. Yeah, journey I mean, of matches. He just he's wrestled a lot, <laughs> and I've seen him wrestle a lot over the past year and a half now. Yeah. Um. So I thought this was his best match since like. Maybe last WrestleMania weekend. Well, hi- like hype, said, hype me up. Uh, what was about the I, match that was so great? Well, I think I'm I'm more engaged into Hiromu now than you are, so that probably helps. I yeah, um, I when I after I watched this match, I had a feeling that I'm going to come on here and say I thought this match was really good and that was it. And then you'll be like, "Well, is it like the Yo match where you said it was really good, and then you love, and then you specifically loved it?" I was like thinking to myself, I'm "Like, yeah, Sky will probably love this match just like you love the Yo one." And I was like, "Ah, whatever." Yeah, so, like, I think, I think Karom was hitting at a high rate again. Mm-hmm. Personally, I I'm liking him a lot more now. Yeah, I think, and I think this match Which had fair. a great That's energy fair. to it. Cork yeah. and Hall was phenomenal for this show. And I like how um, Hiromu is going back a little bit to the yeah. uh not a yeah. aggressive not the word right. manic style of his Yeah, no, wrestling. yeah. That's that's exactly. And and for me, like Speedball, while he has the same moves, because every wrestler has the same moves. Sure. Um, I thought his it one hand sell the goddamn leg, so that was a big win for me. Uh, <laughs> there was no reason to sell the leg, so that also helped. Um, I just thought like the craziness of running through Cork and Hall and stuff like that. We haven't yes. seen that, yes, in Cork in a and long Hall. time in wrestling, let alone in a Hiromu match or something like that. I think that's something I really love, and that kind of plays to like maybe my Io Shirai fandom, that's like a classic trope of her big matches. She used to do that type of stuff, so I love it a bit, but yeah, I just, the energy about it, I love. Now, that being said, I, I was coming on here with the best of the Super Juniors take as well. Don't you, don't you worry, folks. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still, I'm not completely disagreeing with Ryan here. I liked one match more than he did, but that doesn't mean I'm, I'm crazy with this tournament. Here's the problem with the best of Super Juniors. And then you and I sort of realized this. You and I hyped up the tournament, hyped up the participants. Yeah. So I was like, this looks pretty good. And then you and I started looking through the actual <laughs> schedule. We I was looked like, at it hold on. this week. We're like, oh. oh. We <laughs> looked at it this week. We're like, is this going to be not so, as good as we, we, all, we all thought? <laughs> so the problem with the best of Super Juniors is that everyone wants it to be the G1. They yeah, don't have the yeah. talent in the best of super juniors for it to be the G1. It's just the truth. The last time they did was 2019. And you know why? It had the best parts of the G1 in the best of super juniors. Will Ospreay, Shingo Takagi. I'm glad you brought that up, by the way, because I'm I'm seeing people say that the junior roster is stacked. And I was thinking to myself, the last time it felt stacked to me was like 2019-ish when Osprey and Shingo were in here. And since they have left the junior division, mm-hmm. I, I'm saying is with Osprey and Shingo gone and the people that have replaced them, have the people who replaced them been better than them? No. Not even close. And we're calling and that he- roster stacked and this one also stacked? This is my full overall take. What they've added to offset Will Ospreay, 
Offset. Bandito. Shingo Takagi. Dragon Lee. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about Dragon Lee. <laughs> are about... the same guys who were there then. Yep. Still. So Hiromu. With four plus years. Taiji Shimori. Yeah. I better El Desperado. El Desperado might be the only bright spot since then, truthfully. Sure. I think, like, in terms of changing since then. But right now, he's not uh, really doing anything. No! No, he's not! But last year, he was the MVP of the tournament, so yeah. I'll give him credit for now, since it's still early. Um, And Kushida's back. I guess I'll give you that. But guess what? Kushida was in a million best of Super Juniors before that. Yeah. So, and it's, again, also, it's also post-WWE Kushida, where it's like, Right. Which, He's by the way, not. my match of the tournament so far is Kushida versus Doki. That match ruled ass. That was fun. That, <laughs> that was, fun. was so good. That was a lot of fun. I, I liked, uh, I, I I liked that, heel Kushida. I saw that. I was like, give me more of this. Where's where's yeah. that Bullet Club Kushida rumor now? I wanted more of this shit. This is, this is what I want. Yeah. The crowd heel, going heel crazy Kushida for Doki. Awesome. The crowd and the Young Lions going crazy for Doki. I was like, give um, me this stuff. But go on. And I... But my point is, right, they haven't made up in star power. They've just had the same stars detracting for for the guys that I think everyone most looked forward to mm-hmm. when the Best of Super Juniors was announced, right? Osprey, Shingo, and uh, the the two Lucha fellows, right? I mean, I miss Dragon Lee so much in these things. I miss ba- – and Bandita was phenomenal in them too. My point is you you haven't – been able to replace that you haven't been able to replace the guys that if you put them into the g1 which they did yeah they would go out there and have some of the best matches in that too and i think that's an important trait to these tournaments listen taiji shimori this guy's in fucking he's not working most of the nights like he's just like he's do he's going through the motions calling it a day majority of the time ryusuke taguchi Look, I'll I, I'm liking that he's, he's working this time. I'm liking that but he's like, working. He's putting on the tights, you know. He's putting, he's that said, I don't care. Yeah, right. You have TJP. This guy's been around for decades now. Feels like who? Like he's not jumping off the screen to me. Bushy's Bushy. Like I know he's gonna be there. Like to me, the only people standing out so far, and I've only watched one night, but. Yeah just based off tweets and stuff is Robbie Eagles who has a new coat of paint. Yeah, but he's all, he's always been good. So I don't have any issues. He's always been good, but I I think I like a little more aggressive Robbie Eagles like I've seen. So him, sure. Um Hiromu who I don't know if everyone knows this is is the reigning champion. Um so he kind of has no choice. Kashida. And I Kushida, Kushida. Oh, I, I, mean, I only watched the one match, but <laughs> Kushida I knew would have a little of excitement because obviously he's here. And and Clark Connors, who's figuring out himself still, obviously, yeah. in this new I think Clark Connors is gonna be really good by the end of this tournament. Sure. But we just but Clark Connors is now doing the same thing he had to do last year, mm-hmm. which was figure himself out, right? Yeah. He's yeah. he he isn't if he came into this tournament as a baby face, I think he'd have an even a much better tournament because he had agree. figured himself out last year. 100%. But now he's gotta do it all over again. And I think the heel gimmick is gonna be great for him. I do. Plus I like him being up, they're pairing him up with Gato, which is interesting. Yeah, that's a big that's obviously huge for him. Yeah. And I think he's gonna be good. And I like the more aggressive 
thing. And I think he's you know, kind of fits better than David Finley already. Um, that being said, <laughs> the problem with the best of the super juniors is you're missing star power at the end of the day. You're missing you got you're missing those there. you got Hiromu in there, and it feels like you're missing star power. Hiromu's the only star. Yeah. Well, Despy a little bit. But even then. I, yeah, but like Despy Despy needs to win one of these things to feel like he's a star. And he has. I think Chris Charlton said it really well. Yeah, he's he's wrestled, you know, Hiromu in the Tokyo Dome. He's he's been to the finals, he's won the titles, but he hasn't won one. Yeah. And I think that is very important. Um overall, my main problem with these tournaments moving forward. Oh, 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 my other thing. My other thing. I'm not done. The crowds almost always stink for these unless they're in one of the huge arenas or corking. Mm-hmm. It's just the truth. At least with the G1, they're rocking. You know, the G1's more prestigious, of course. But, like, to me, it's just, it's night and day. Like, the next show that I'm looking forward to for the best of the Super Juniors isn't until May 21st. Do I have an idea what the card is? Nope. But is it in Cork and Hall so I know it's going to be good no matter what? Yep. Everything else is in the... You know, I know they have to travel around Japan. But, like, that card is Hiromu and Ishimori, Desperado and Akira, Yo and Kevin Knight, Leo Rush and TJP. All right, not a bad night. Um, and I think you, you hit it on the head. Like, this probably isn't going to be as exciting until the final night. Sure, there'll Sadly. be a match here and there on each night that might be worth checking out, but the whole shows aren't. I'm hearing Leo Rush versus Hiromu night three was good. Shocked, stunned, bamboo. Like, obviously, like Leo Rush, is, and I'm excited for Leo Rush. Leo Rush feels like one of those guys, right? Yeah. I'd, I'd give him like that Dragon Lee. It's just, it's missing an energy. That's, it is. Like, I, I, I don't know if I, that's where I'm like, star power. You got Hiromu, you got Despi, you got all your. I think energy. the blocks were missed. Made. It's it's missing energy and it's missing I mean, a frantic energy. Like... The... Also, Dan Maloney guys. Is that it? You're not a Dan Maloney head? The vanilla fellow. Wow. The vanilla drilla? Vanilla drilla. Uh um, yeah. I watched like five like I watched like two minutes of his match. I was like sorry, Dan. Now to be fair, to be fair to Dan, it was two minutes of a match of Bushi. I don't know, man. And night two uh, is yeah. night two is ma- matched with Yoshinobu Kanamaru. So Kanamaru's great, and if he can't have a great match, with, like Kanamaru's good at, but Kanamaru needs the right opponent. I, I'm guessing Dan Maloney wasn't it. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> it was worse than the Bushi match. <laughs> that was a match I gave two and a quarter stars you, to. You bastard. Um, it it like, felt like look, the energy is missing from this tournament and that all that energy got put into Fantastica Mania. And then they were like, oh shit, we don't have enough. We don't have enough. Well, there's, there's the perfect thing, right? Fantastic Mania was an absolute complete success. Yeah. To the point where you hoped you would have more of those wrestlers in this tournament. At least one more. Instead, you only got Teton. I'll take Templario. I'll do and it. Don't get me wrong. I love Teton. Yeah. But oh man, this tournament would be a different. This would be a different vibe if you had Soberano Junior here instead of Dan Maloney. Um, another reason I'm pushing back on the roster stack debate is that people are including Mike Bailey as part of the roster. And listen, people love Mike Bailey. I get it. 
I I like Mike Bailey. I'm not saying I don't like Mike Bailey. I loved his match with Haramu. You did it. That's fine. But like I was I was on this show three months ago or two months ago after WrestleMania week saying I I think I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. and it's only because this match like was elevated from crowd and Hiromu and different opponent for him. Yeah. I I I'm not even I'm not even planning to watch his night two match. It's not even on my docket. <laughs> who was who was his night two match? Don't uh, no, I think it was show. <laughs> so that might be why. It but was like, show. It was show. And now like he has a match with TJP and I might watch that. And I want to give TJP and Teton some shine. I thought they had a fun little match on night one. It wasn't like anything exceptional or anything. Sure. It was a fun little match. TJP is a good wrestler. Yeah. He just he just doesn't he just doesn't uh it he just, doesn't give you that juice Robinson feel. You could figure out what his nickname is and get a laugh out of that if you want. Um it it it's just it feels like this tournament's missing energy and it already is starting to feel like this is just going to be This happened last year. This is yeah. This is, feels like it's gonna be background noise. Until Here's the, the problem. And I, that's Here's the final problem. And I think you'll agree with me on this. Mm-hmm. Best of the Super Juniors needs outsiders so much more than the G1 does. Correct. I can agree with that. Because it, it needs energy. We went the G1 it needs energy. <laughs> yeah. Like the, the, it needs the, something new. In Japan-based lineup for the Junior Division doesn't jump off the scene. Listen. Not anymore. Three, I think maybe three they, years down the road. Yeah. It'll be exciting because Clark Connors and Kevin Knight are not agreed. Just out of young lines because those are your those are your young junior guys now. They don't have any others. But there are too many of those guys. You know what I mean? Like there's too many of guys that are like figuring it out. Clark Connors, well, Kevin Knight. Exactly. Master exactly. Watson is, is farther along, but still figuring it out. Um, exactly. Francisco Akira to a certain extent, even though he's fantastic at 23. You know, he's fantastic at 23, but still to an element, still figuring it out. Show not figured out. You don't have Yo feels like he's still figuring it out. To to me, last year's tournament had a better lineup, plain and simple. You had the likes of El Lindeman, Ace Austin, right? Like kind of guys that you knew were good. Wheeler Yuta was in there. Yuta, I mean, I thought Yuta had a kind of. If Yuta won in this year, I think he'd be better. It'd be a lot better. I, I, I agree because he was also, but as he joined BCC and then he went to the tournament, um, so it it gave him an ability to think. But it was the same sort of thing of he's figuring something out, and I think you have too many guys figuring something out. They're all the same block. (laughs) Yeah. That's the difficult part. They're on the same block. Dan Maloney, like, new, figuring it out. You know, same block, all B block. Yeah, which we A block we, is. I think we hyped it up, but I, I we did say that B block is like a lot of new, fresh faces, yeah. and we're like, oh, that could be interesting. And it's turning out to be like, no, they're. It's not really that interesting. It's all kind of figuring right. things out. Right. Right. <sighs> well, do you want updated standings? Sure. A block. Six points, Mike Bailey, Ishimori, Leo Rush. This is as of today. Uh, Teton has four points. Two points, Hiromu, Doki, TJP, and Sho. And zero points, Kushida and Taguchi. Kushida hasn't won anything. Mike Bailey has won everything. That's interesting. 
So Kushida's going to win from here on out. There's a chance that Kushida can win from here on out. That's that's kind of the usual thing, isn't it? Yeah. I think Julia started 0-3 last year. Yeah. So B block, it's way more up in the air. These are the people of four points. Kanamaro, Eagles, Desperado, Connors, Maloney, Akira, all four points. Wato, Yo, and Kevin Knight has two points, which, by the way, first two nights, Kevin Knight loses. By the way, spoilers for night two. First two nights. I like Kevin Knight. Kevin Knight loses. He loses to Clark Connors, and then they do a post-match beatdown, which I didn't really think, I think, wasn't the most effective thing they could have done. Yeah, I think I think you made a good point on that. You, it should have been like Doki. It should have been Doki. They're not on the same block, but you been, get my point. It should have been someone that was more... That had more Over people, the, more of the Japanese right. audience invested in, or Kevin Knight should have won, and then Clark mm. Connors beats him up. Kevin Knight's going to be that guy that I think helps fix this tournament down the line. What do you mean? Right, like he's exciting. He's going to be a very exciting guy to see in this two, one, two, three years down the line. He has charisma, but like everybody else, he's figuring it out. Still, he's like he. I don't even know how long he's wrestled, but it's not a long time. And he's much more exciting than, like, half of the block. Um, how old is Kevin? He's 26. He's only wrestled since 2019. Joined the young, joined the New Japan uh, system at the in 2020. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah uh, he's, 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 only, he's only been wrestling for 40 years. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so, for five, me, five the more he, he has 118 matches in his career. Mm-hmm. That's it. He's gonna be he's gonna be one of those exciting guys. But this is I think you were not wrong with saying this is gonna be a tournament where a lot of knights overall aren't gonna be that exciting. Um yeah. you're gonna you you might have one match per show that's exciting. But otherwise it's Yeah. It's fine. It's I think this is gonna be an aggressively fine tournament in actuality. Yep. And I I wish I saw it sooner, and I wish I was able to temper the thing. We saw it, we saw it midweek this week. <laughs> yeah, we hyped it up, but, and, then um, we, and then we looked at the actual schedule, and we're like, "Actually, this kind of looks." Like boring. I'm looking at, I'm looking at the next couple of days, right? Sure. I'm gonna tell you when I see an exciting match. Oh, okay, well I'll just move on to the next segment while you're still looking. Uh, El Desperado and Kevin Knight, just because it's gonna get Kevin Knight's a different level but it's not like gonna be like a four-star match yeah that's true teton and mike bailey could be fun i just love teton yeah love teton don't get me wrong we needed more lucha influence damn it i i don't you can't give me fantastic mania and then just only give me teton give me sobrano jr if you gave me mystic i would have gave you oh my god this tournament would be the most electrifying thing of all time you're giving Mystico. That would be fantastic. Um, Mystico doing the same thing every night and me being like, yeah, yeah. that was the greatest thing of all time. Would have been great. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's talk about Resurgence. Uh, the show's happening next Sunday, May this 21st. kind of snuck up, huh? Yeah, it feels like it kind of snuck up. It, like, it's always there. Sadie Monet's next match is kind of is here. All of a sudden, next two matches, supposedly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Supposedly, <laughs> I would assume. Uh is happening in a couple days. This sun in a week from now, this Sunday, and the Long Beach what Walter Pyramid in is California. That match. 
Are you looking at the card? A DKC versus hey, we'll, Bateman. We'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. So the card really? is... <laughs> you got two kickoff matches. Alex Coughlin versus Christopher Daniels. And the DKC versus Bateman. Give me your excitement level. Um, Alex Coughlin versus Christopher Daniels would be kind of cool. Um, the uh, the I will not watch the DKC versus <laughs> Bateman. Fair enough. We are going to have a strong women's championship tournament. We got two first round matches here. We'll talk about it at the same time. Mercedes Monet versus Stephanie Vaquer. Vaquer. And then we also have Momo Kogo versus Willow Nightingale. I think everyone has really immediately thought it's going to be Mercedes Monet versus Willow Nightingale. Um, That's I'd, pretty cool. I would be shocked by a Momo Kogo push here. Uh, yeah, and Stephanie, I've never seen wrestle before. So, but apparently, you say she's good. Uh, I think I think Stephanie for is the second best wrestler in this tournament. Um, it's, well, it's, there's only four. Well, so, <laughs> I, I like Willow. I like Willow, but I think she's definitely better than Willow. Um, no, this should that that match is probably going to be the best match of the tournament. The um, Stephanie Vacare and the Mercedes Monet one. Yeah, like I'm really excited about that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but shout out to Momo Kogo. She's been out since um like a concussion or something right she got in grand queendom yeah so hopefully it's just because she's getting ready for this um obviously monet is winning this title so like we can't really give much preview to it. it's like all right well none of these people are beating her yeah i mean i like they're not no no <laughs> I, I i they're I, not if willow won that would be a shock that would be a shock. New Japan crowning Willow before Tony Khan did in two different companies. Incredible. It'd be incredible. incredible. Um, we'll see what happens. Um, third match, Batutito versus uh, Batutito and Zack Sabre Jr. versus Beast versus Virus and Barbero Cavernario. CMLL. When the hell did Cavernario make his way to this show? I didn't know of that. I was CMLL. Like, <laughs> Speaking awesome. of CMLL. TMDK Australia versus CMLL Lucha you, Wrestlers. So you, so you bastards can get Cavanario to the U.S. for the show, but you couldn't get him to Japan for the for the for the for the tournament. Well, I believe. What, you, what do you hate me? I believe technically he's a heavyweight. He is. <laughs> I believe he is. I believe you don't he look is. that big. Very well. Oh. well he's de- he's a dense man. He's a dense. Man. <laughs> uh, ah, fair enough. Good for him. Good for him. Uh, they're probably going to lose to uh, TMDK. Uh, fourth match. They should. Fourth match. Street fight. Fred Rosser versus Juice Robinson. Of course, this is the, you know. The- Wait a minute. Time out. This isn't on fight? <laughs> what? It's on. What? Hold on. Huh? <laughs> How do I watch it's this? Only on him. It's only on New Japan. Oh, I don't like that. I don't I like that. I might like that. It stinks on fight. Well, good. Interesting, interesting. I didn't think of it that. That well, no, hold on. But it's never fight's fault because I've never had this issue with any other show beyond New Japan on fight. Well, I just think fight's production stinks overall. But that's another conversation for another day. But fight's not producing it. Fight don't like produce most of the shows. We're blaming fight until we see what it looks like on New Japan World now. Okay, deal. I'm blaming New deal. Japan. I'm blaming Man, New Japan. I'm I'm in, I'm shocked. Yeah. yeah, it's, just it's on New Japan World only. Fascinating. And it's cheaper. <laughs> How much is it on New Japan? 22 bucks. Hmm. Hell yeah. 
Do I buy English? Do I? Why can't I get both? You can't get both. You only get one. Well, you can get both, but you only get one for the price of. Ugh. You oh, <laughs> you have to buy both to get the options. Yeah, I see. I see. Well, have fun with that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Street Fight, Fred Rosser versus Juice Robinson. They were going to have a match, uh, and then Juice Robinson beat the piss out of Fred Rosser. And then they didn't have a match. And now they're going to have a street and fight here. They didn't. Yeah, sure. Great. So we're getting a street fight. It should be good. I think this should be good. Yeah, it should be good. I've liked Fred should... Rosser. I like me some rock hard Juice Robinson, baby. Oh, yeah, baby. Uh, I think just. Bang, bang, gang. Represent. <laughs> bang, bang, gang. Is Jay White on the show? No way. Not a chance. Not a chance. Jay White better beat Ricky Starks, by the way. Or Tony Khan, we're going to have a talk. Yeah, I agree. Strong openweight title match. A rematch from the last match. Hikaleo versus Kenta. The womp match, womp. <laughs> the match was fine when I saw it for the first time. <laughs> Not excited to see what they build upon fine. All right, uh, this next match. Matchbox. This next match slaps. Rocky Romero, Tomohiro Ishii, and Kazuchika Okada versus Wheeler Yuta, Shota Umino, and John Moxley. And his dad. His father, John Moxley. Jonathan Mox. This should be good. This should be good. Guess I guess we know what team's challenging at Dominion. <laughs> you mean Rocky's eating the pin here? Yeah, and it'll be Wheeler because... What's that? You you cut out a little bit. We're never gonna get Danielson or Claudio in this fucking company. Well, someone's <laughs> gotta eat the pinfall, and with Shoda in here, that's not gonna be Shoda for whatever reason. Or should be I, listen? I hope this is all to set up that you know Shoda doesn't have to fucking run around with his second jacket anymore. <laughs> that's what I think it's gonna be. I think Mox is probably gonna lay him out after they lose. I hope for this match. Shota does not replicate Okada, Moxley, or uh, Tanahashi, or Naito. He just replicates you leave, Ishii. Just, you, yeah. leave, you leave Shota alone right I now. Shota is I good. I refuse. Shota is Shota fine. is good. Shota is the future, fine. and you will accept it. No, the future is Yoda Suji. I'm a huge Yoda Suji guy over Shota. You haven't even seen Yoda Suji have a match yet. I don't care. I am on his match with Sonata might stink up the place, and you're gonna you just you just sold out on Evil 2.0. We'll find out. But it's I either get Evil 2.0 or Okada 2.0, and you know I think that's the gamble I'm willing to take. I don't. I don't think you get Okada 2.0. I think if anything, you get like as a wrestler. Try to think. I have no idea. I've no, I don't know the last time I watched a Yoda Suji match, so I can't yeah. even tell you what kind of wrestler he is. Fair enough. He has a good spear, though. IWGP, what's that move he used to do? Uh, where <laughs> I said I, I can't tell you the last time we did a match. It's like no, he does like a big old splash. Like he, oh uh, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. Like, he's cool. He I like him. Splash. I'm excited for Yoda Suji. Me too. He should probably get on like some of these shows, though, huh? Uh, IW, we gotta wait for Dominion. We gotta wait till June to see this man. Is uh, he just not going to wrestle till then? Actually, he's back at CML, which is great. Yeah, hilarious. He's, he's finishing, like, yeah, up, go. finishing up his tour there. IWGP US Championship Number One Contenders Tournament first round match: Hiroshi Tanahashi versus William Osprey. Osprey wins, but 
obviously it's going to be good. Yeah, this should be real good. And then the main event, New Japan Strong Women's Championship match. Probably Mercedes Monet versus Willow. They know who the draw is. I'll just say that. What's interesting about this show is that it's always interesting about New Japan shows uh, in between like the big, big shows is that most of these matches I could probably guess. The top three, I can guess he's winning, right? Yeah. Hikaleo also gets that he's winning, so I'll say four. Uh, I mean, I can guess. No idea between Fred and Juice. No idea. No idea for that one. That's the only one I'm like, I definitely don't know. Um, but they're always predictable. Yeah, for the most part, these are always predictable. However, these are also going to be all really good to great matches. Yeah. Uh, so Did you I'm, see the um all together again lineup? Uh, I've seen some. I think I've, I've there's only been like two or three matches in that, right? Well, did you see what the main event is? That's all you need to see. Uh, well, it's in, it's incredibly impossible to read on the website, but I assume the main event is Kiyomiya. Kiyomiya, Kiyomiya, Kento Miyohara, and Tanahashi versus Kano, Yuma, Aoyagi, and Kazuchika Okada. We got yeah, it's real graps, baby. We got Okada and Kiyomiya on the opposite side of a tour of a match once again. Listen, I'm gonna get to see Kento and Okada square up in any form. I really hope they continue the rivalry between them. I. Pray oh, to they God. absolutely are. Kiyomiya literally tweeted calling himself the main character. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I said, God. yeah, yeah, you are. <laughs> yes, yeah, you are, buddy. Keep telling yourself that, you <laughs> nerd. I, lo- I love Kaito, but poor guy. Uh, he's had a tough couple. He's had a tough couple months. Yeah. 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 yeah he lost to Okada. Uh-huh. Pretty much destroyed by Okada. He had a shit kicked and, in by uh, Okada and then lost and then, and, him. And then Jake Lee ran through him. <laughs> and, and, then he, and then he couldn't make it to the WWE Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> this poor guy. Uh, I like him, though. He's really good, so it's okay. All then, right, is that the end of the show? Well, I was going to walk you through the Queen of the Indies. We got a couple more. So you watched this show last night. This is West Coast Pro Wrestling and Pro Wrestling Revolutions. On accident, I watched it live. I never watch things live. Um, what do you think of the tournament? Thought it was good. Solid. Better solid than good. King of Indies. Wow, that's good. <laughs> I heard e- King of Indies sucked ass. So easily better than King of Indies. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought more some no interesting surpri- matches. Uh, Maria versus Mio Momono. Which shouldn't come as much of a shock. I thought <laughs> Billy Starks kind of wrestled circles around Unagi Sayaka. Really? Um, Interesting. I think Unagi. I I've had some takes on Unagi lately. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Unagi's kind of dropped the ball a little bit Oof. since leaving Stardom. I think she uh, she hasn't evolved at all, mm-hmm. and if anything, I think she's backtracked a little bit um, uh, from like, Anna J syndrome. Yeah, I mean, she's still better than Anna J. Hold on, hold on. We're not, um, we're not in disagreement about that. But she's just not where I think she was going in stardom, and obviously that has to do with not having maybe a reason to anymore. You know, because she's just on the indies and stuff like that. She's still very popular. Her popular, I was told she was the most popular person there last night, which shouldn't really come as a shock. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought um, High End and uh, Slamovich was pretty good too. Okay. 
I didn't see the only match I didn't get to see was Lady Frost and um Dolce Tormenta. Yeah, I didn't get to see that good. one. But Lady Frost is quite good. Um they had uh it was cool to see Tragus and the Gaio, obviously. Mm-hmm. Legend of the business seeing her wrestle. Uh Takumi Roja and Nicole Savoy had a little good uh point in that match i have no idea who charisma is there's just this there was just this girl named charisma in this match i was like why does she get to wrestle to the guy <laughs> like, why is she the one was she the one pinned uh no nicole savoy was really well i guess she's nicole savoy is not around yeah she's yeah. retired and came back for like one match she's like oh yeah something. i'll wrestle aroha and nicole. yeah i'll wrestle i'll, I'll come and wrestle Chagusa the guy oh sure um, then they had a tag match to decide the finals. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, so politics. Nice. Um, but it wasn't because they just put the two champions on the same side. They put Masha and Mio on the same side. I was like, all right, they better be the ones in the finals then, which they were. Thank mm-hmm. God. Um, I thought Lady Frost and Unagi were fun together. I thought Unagi looked better in this match than she did against Billy Stark. And obviously, um, she could communicate with Mio mm-hmm. easier. So that definitely helped. Sure. Um, yeah. As opposed to Billy. Um, so that she definitely felt comfortable in there. I thought her and Mio looked good. Uh, it was uh, Unagi who took the fall. Interesting. Which I thought was a little interesting. Obviously, Lady Frost could have. I mean, she's not signed. And who pinned Unagi? Um, I believe it was uh, Mio Momono who pinned Unagi. Okay. And they work they both work for Marvelous, so it makes sense. Yeah. I was like, that's um, fine. Unagi's not a full time with Marvelous, but at this point she pretty much is. Yeah. Um, and then the main event I thought was one of I thought it was the best women's match on US soil this year. Really? Masha Slamovich, Miyamono, Queen of the Indies final match of the year. US soil. US, US soil. US women's match of the year. So far. So it's far. either that or Jamie Hayter and Sakura. That was a good match. That was really good. But you're saying or that. Athena and someone. Athena and Sakura was good. Athena and Willow was good. Um, Rhea, we we talked about Rhea and Charlotte. Rhea and Rhea and Charlotte second half was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What about Rhea Vega? What about that one? Was that was that up there? Not even close. Mm-hmm. I guess it wasn't technically U.S. soil. It was technically U.S. territory soil. So. And also was a, just a wrestling match that <laughs> just was yeah yeah but i thought i thought it was um, is it, is it, is i thought Ma, this was the best i think i've seen masha okay. and there's a comfortability there for her obviously she trained with marvelous yeah um mio momono was very emotional heading into this match i think she she wasn't even supposed to be in this tournament really it was queen aminata queen aminata yes, got hurt you were right they replaced mio jumped in mm-hmm. i think queen aminata might have won this had that been the case um Possibly. but Mio jumped in. These two were really good. It felt it felt as important as a final should, which is very rare in the indies. <laughs> I've learned. That's um, for really some, good to hear. Yeah, like I had a lot, and obviously I love Mio Momono, so that helps. But I thought Masha Slamovich was re- like Masha's so good. Yeah. And it pains me that Tony Khan missed so badly. Like that's one of the signings he should have made right off the rip. She wrestled on dark a few times. He didn't. Yeah. Now she's an impact and she's done good in impact, but I don't know. I think she's I think she's a stud. Um, oh, and uh, I guess the big part is King of the Indies come back. Who cares about that? Um Queen of Indies is heading to Japan. 
Really? The next time they're doing Queen of Indies will be in Japan, as announced by Chigusa Nagayo. Really? I assume well, that's I... exciting. That is very exciting. So I was like, all right, you could put like two indie pe- indies people in there, and then and then the rest you 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 just do Joshi, Joshi talent. talent, and we call it a day. And you have to imagine it's going to be probably Masha, probably Queen Amanata is going to make the call. Yeah, pretty yeah. much anyone that's worked with Marvelous or got trained by Marvelous. Yeah, um, and, I think and, Sandra Moon's going over the train there, train with them now. Yeah, I saw also uh, was it Promise people Braxton and Gigi Ray? I think Gigi was the Ray. Name. Um, and then heard good things about both of them, so that's yeah. exciting. So it's always exciting to see talent getting. Uh, and I think cool training I spots. think some West Coast pro talents going over there because they already have a guy over there, mm-hmm. James Thorne, who's like second match ever or something was like in Cork and Hall. Um, and I think they're sending more of their like trainees there, which should be cool. So um, overall, it was, it was a success. An indie show was a success, and you and me love. We like West Coast Pro, so I'm, I was happy to see it. Yeah, work. and I wonder how much of the difference in quality between... I mean, obviously, there's the Joshi talent, which probably played a huge part of it, too. But we also had Noah talent in the other one, um, if I recall. They were on the other show. They were on King of Indies. They didn't actually wrestle oh, in perfect. the tournament. Perfect. I couldn't remember. They also had politics at hand. I remember... Uh, oh, yes. There were heavy politics at hand. Wasn't like Dragon Lee refusing to lose or something? Something like that. Um, and then he went to WWE where he has to lose. Um, he didn't put anyone out over on the way out. He won the tag titles from FTR and then, and then left. Oh, uh, he sucks. Um, Love him. I wonder how much of this change also. Oh, him him. and Drillistico refused to go over. So they did a triple threat final. Yes. <laughs> I wonder how much of this different change of booking or whatever is it due in part with the Chris Hero now booking west coast pro i know this is a joint show of pro wrestling revolution and stuff but uh chris hero being part of the show now uh and it feels like they were already starting to have more of a joshi uh base in west coast pro but it feels like especially this show that we've gotten a lot more yeah uh, they have a full-on partnership now with marvelous yeah so um that's exciting for them and that's I think that's a lot to do with Masha too, because mm-hmm. Masha obviously has that connection. But it's a, it, it, Chris Hero taking this over is very exciting. Yeah, like we never talked about that. Never really had a time to talk about that. Chris Hero has a great wrestling mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited to see what West Coast Pro continues to do. They're one of the only promotions I give a shit about when I see their shows. I'm gonna be honest, like indie promotions. Yeah, and it'll remain that way because they seem to care. Yeah. Which, sadly, you can't always say. Yeah, right? it's With- it's for for me. It is Rev Pro, it is yeah. Defy, West Coast Pro, and Deadlock. I haven't I haven't gotten to the point of Deadlock yet. Oh, I I I've gotten to the point of Deadlock. They've become like I want to see a lot of their shows now. Yeah. Um. But I think you named all the ones that I'm definitely there with you oh my god rachel Allen got booked for west coast pro yeah. shocker uh prestige is also kind of up there they have matches where i'm like i'll, I'll look at a card but from prestige i think nicole savoy lied i think she's back oh that Naga- she's, she's got a guy fever as it were um i'm glad the show is good uh i'm definitely gonna check it out is the rest of the tournament worth watching or just watch the finals? Uh, 
I'd watch Maria and Mio. Mm-hmm. And you're probably good enough. You watch the tag too. Tag's good. The six tag's woman tag? Or the... Yeah, I watch uh, the, you, the six woman tag's fun. It's not like anything essential. Takumi, Takumi was like heads and shoulders above everyone. Mm-hmm. So, I okay. mean, she did a lot of the work, but uh, she also absolutely tossed Nicole Savoy. <laughs> so, you're saying basically times. watch the Mio Momono matches. Her match, the tag semifinal, and then the final. Yeah, it's it's very on brand for me. But yeah, <laughs> she's 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 good. She's very good. Well, um, yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's it. But good indie show. And hey, listen, I'll take that any day of the week. I just saw that their um for West Coast Pro show Kid Zombie. I think it's called. Yep. They booked the infantry, and I think that's wonderful. I like the infantry. Yeah. I like seeing a little infantry action. As well as Vert Vixen. Good. And uh, just had it, but I disappeared. Calvin Tankman. Oh, like, it feels like he's disappeared in the past couple of years. Yeah. Thanks, MLW. Jerks. <laughs> uh, Rachel Ellering, like I said. they Oh, they booked Mao from DDT. Nice. For a cruel summer in July. They just book, like, random things. They have so much going on. They're like... That's like the one thing with indie promotions that it's so hard to fault Kevin Knight to also book for Kid Zombie. Um, it'll be Kevin Knight versus Brian Keith. Wow, that's good. I like that. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Uh, but that's like my one problem with indies overall mm-hmm. is that they announce way too much at the same time. And I think this is more of a GCW problem. Sure. Because they announce like seven shows at once. And obviously this is what you're supposed to do, but they have so many shows going on. It's hard to keep track of like. Well, also GCW things. doesn't have like a website. Like the the only way to like that's track, my point. Track the actual matches or anything is by going to cage match or they're this or is my point. on Twitter. <laughs> you need to have websites. Yeah. Especially GCW at this point, they're they're touring all over the place. Do I have to go to Hartford, Connecticut? What's that happening in Hartford? Psycho clown. Psycho Clown in Hartford, Connecticut? (laughs) Sounds like it's a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. (laughs) Is this a GCW event or? Yeah, I'm not actually going to go. Fair enough. Well, I went for the Vikingo match. That was pretty good. Yeah, well, I would have too. No, I wouldn't. I didn't go to Will Ospreay and Nick Wayne. What am I kidding? (laughs) That is true. You had the opportunity to see Will Ospreay in person. You were like, ooh, pass. Ooh, ah, ooh. ah, You know who I'd rather see in person? I don't know. Mio, Mio Momono? Yeah. That's that's true. Uh, yeah, no, definitely. 100% actually. They're doing Vikingo and Commander again. Oh, and Gringo Loco. Okay, different. <laughs> now I'm stuck on the JCW. Okay, train we, you're, you're spiraling. You're spiraling. I can, I can see it happening now. Let us close out of the show. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's episode of Ringbows Radio. We thank you so much. Happy Mother's Day to all you mothers. Or expecting mothers, or oh, that reminds me. No, 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 this is so much funny. So, there was some random tag match before the finals, had no idea who any of the people were except for Brooke Havoc. Yes. One of the people were introduced as the baddest MILF, huh? <laughs> and I and I and I texted someone, I said, Mind you, they said, Let's put the let's put the baddest MILF self proclaimed, mind you, after Shigusa Nagayo. 
Was this so? This is Brooke Havoc. It was the baddest milk and Johnny Robbie versus Rochelle Riveter. Which is that just a I listen, Rosie the listen, Riveter gimmick? Ryan, I, I muted the screen and I watched Best of the Super. Was Junior, the baddest so milk possibly <laughs> Mac Daddy Milo? Ooh, maybe. <laughs> I just wanted you to know. As we celebrate Mother's Day, well, there was someone called the baddest milf. Happy Mother's Day to all mothers, expecting mothers, and of course, probably Mac Daddy Milo. Uh, if you can, if you want to follow the show, subscribe to it wherever you get podcasting. I uh, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you want. Subscribe. Make sure you subscribe. We got a bunch of fun stuff on the way. Trust us, we got a bunch of fun stuff on the way. Yeah. It it's confirmed. We got it scheduled on the way. So stay, yeah. so make sure you subscribe to the Ring Post Radio podcast audio feed because that's the only place where you get to hear the fun stuff that's on the way. Um, Scotty, anything anything to plug? Uh, follow me at Scotty Wrestling on Twitter. Number episode or part two of the Hanukkah Morris series. Comes out on Stardom Road this Tuesday. That's all recorded. That actually reminds so. me. I was going to tell you in Slack, but I'll tell you right here, live on the show. <gasps> First Behind episode the of the Hanukkah Maybe not too much of a shocker. Uh, the most downloaded seven like, week in, in within a week. Most a downloads week, yeah. within a week uh, of any episode of Stardom Road. Yeah, uh, it broke Hanukkah a hundred. It, 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 it broke. It broke numbers. It broke numbers. Yes, she is, the, and that's the least. Less lesser popular phase of her career. So that's the beginning very of excited her about career. this one. Yeah. Um this this show, this is our longest episode to date. We went a good amount of time talking about her time with uh Tokyo Cyber Squad, her five star Grand Prix run, her unfortunate passing, the celebrations of life that have followed. Um overall it's a very happy episode, even even talking about the tough times. Mm-hmm. Uh so definitely check out that on Tuesday and thank you everyone, I guess, for uh listening to the first one because like I said, Hanukkah more of the draw, um, <laughs> as she should be. Um, and every, I think that's good for now. I think that's, that's all set for now. Sure. I think. Oh, I have to have a match of the week. Oh, God damn it. Um, it's only the thing we do every week. Edge versus AJ Styles versus Rey Mysterio. Yeah, I want to watch that. I got to watch that. Because I was a little kid, and it was fun to watch. I was like, oh, this is cool seeing all that. And also, AJ looked his best in a very long time. That's, That's coming from someone, and this was probably Edge's best match since Seth Rollins. All right, that was twenty twenty one, I think. All right, That's good. That's then Rey Mysterio is good. good. <laughs> um, that's good. That's good stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. I match. You're welcome, folks. <laughs> I am going to plug. Uh, what am I going to plug? What am I going to plug? The I, Patreon? I am going to plug the Patreon. So we have on the Patreon, of course, at the end of the month, will be the Double or Nothing live show only for a dollar. So if, or you know, obviously for the dollar tier or the five dollar tier, basically just join join the Patreon uh, right now and you can make sure you'll be able to get that Double or Nothing live review or live immediate thoughts about Double or Nothing um, at the end, uh, May 28th. Uh, at the end Can't of wait. the show uh, along with that we have a lot of great shows on it starting in june i'll announce it here 
In the second season of Ryan Hasn't Seen Anything, well, officially coming out, our Ryan, Ryan, I'm saying myself in the third person, Scotty and I's uh, sort of watch-along series of matches I've never seen. Uh, we have a lot of fun matches this season. I tried to not give away anything that we watched this week with the best with the match of the week mind you well so. i appreciate it because we all we and you and i both know what the best match is shout out dog crawford uh danny, danny crawford baby danny crawford <laughs> uh our new favorite wrestler um and yeah no we got a lot of fun stuff in that season already filmed already recorded uh so that will start coming out on in june probably june 5th so start and then around our 100th episode the same day as our 100th episode june 5th uh, so we'll have that season two starting then. I also want to plug in the Patreon a new series I just started on the $5 tier. <laughs> I saw this and I laughed. It's fantastic. It's called New Blood. It is uh, episode one is already out. It is I am doing a, uh, a sort of retrospective series on post elite Ring of Honor. So this is like January 2019 as AEW starting. What did Ring of Honor look like and what do they how do they try to fix themselves post elite maybe not fix themselves but fix their their issues and losing pretty much every single roster member they had um any important ones at the very least and <laughs> how they tried to make new stars and by bringing in new blood and all that to be said looking explicitly through the lens of the greatest stable in their history in the history of wrestling lifeblood <laughs> lifeblood baby this is a commitment to the bit like i've never seen before <laughs> i have three episodes already recorded the first one's already out you can listen to it on the five dollar tier of Dig patreon patreon.com slash count pod it's really good it's really i think i think it's a really good episode uh so for five dollars right now you can get new blood episode one you can get all of our old stuff you will get the ring, the uh, new season. Ryan hasn't seen anything. You will get our thoughts of Double or Nothing Live. Uh, so five dollars a month, we would appreciate it. You already, you would get, you will get season one, or you will have gotten season one of Ryan hasn't seen anything. So there's a lot of great stuff in the Patreon right now, and we're I'm working hard to put more wrestling content in there with New Blood. I have a series also beyond that that I'm also working on um and i'll whenever i start working on that i'll let you know um or when that's ready to go i'll start letting you know but uh check out the patreon patreon.com forward slash kind of pod uh that's my big old oh i just remembered something what's that um one number one three isms this week three's back wrestling correct well, that's exciting. I, uh, I'm i sure I'll have a thought or two on that on her return. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And two, I guess the one other thing I'll push, but you can't read it unless you know Japanese, is, is that Great. my uh, I have articles going on Marvelous's website. So, yes, by default, I am obviously cheering them up because I am no, I don't, I don't actually work for them, but I, I work for them enough. So uh, that's pretty cool if you want to check that out, even though you can't read it like I can't. But I have the English version connected, so you can read the English version from there. But that's my last thing. And I wanted to just bring up the Suri thing because uh, obviously that's kind of a big deal. Perfect. It's a well, good show, too. Good, good card. Show. All right. Uh, my match of the week is going to be... Lifeblood versus... Uh, well, they did have a great match. Uh, of course they did. And, uh, was, was it, and I think episode two has a it's match. It's so funny. Because the first like, match I gave four stars to. And it's it's now, so funny that Juice Robinson 
during like his hottest period was also part of that group. <laughs> yeah, when Lifeblood begins, he is IWGP US Heavyweight Champion, and he and he won it off of Cody Rhodes. That is how Lifeblood begins. This uh, is Lifeblood. But I talk about all that stuff in New Blood. I, I think that's a good show. My match of the week, speaking of old matches, 1993. Going all the way to June 13, 1993. The King of the Ring pay-per-view. The match between Bret Hart and Mr. Perfect. Great. Oh, match. I've seen that match. It's really good stuff. That one's good. Obviously, their SummerSlam match is also killer. Um, the SummerSlam match. The, they're both very good. I think I went five in the SummerSlam match, but I went four here. Both really, yeah, really good. Five on SummerSlam, too. Yeah, so that's that was my match of the week. That's the match I saw from this past week. That was really good. Um, <laughs> from this past week. From this past week. Uh, this ma- the match was from this past week. Uh, yeah, it took place. At, I time traveled. That's terrifying. I time traveled. I don't know if you. I don't know if you know this yet, Scotty, but I invented a time traveling device. So when I say I went to, I watched these lifeblood matches. I oh, you were in there in person. The, it, the first like, the first taping they, took place in Atlanta. There was probably there was probably plenty of seats. Light. <laughs> Center stage is a pretty big arena. Uh, yeah, it took yeah, place. Yeah. They, they, Lifeblood debuted. Debuted. God. Debuted. Fuck the show. Fuck the show. And the show. <laughs> we'll see you all next week for another episode of Ring Post Radio. Goodbye, everybody. Shout out, Lifeblood. This has been a Count Out Podcast. Hey, have you guys heard of the new show on the Count Out Network, the Ichiban Sweetcast? It's the brand new New Japan Pro Wrestling Podcast starring the International Wrestling Grand Prix. That's me, your good friend, Curtis Spears. And me, your bad friend, Rafe Houston. And we're here to talk about everything New Japan Pro Wrestling, reacting to everything, getting worked up, getting very happy, sometimes crying. Kind of like like something else we used to do, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that was the old uh, Okada Shorts podcast, right? Ah, that's right. And if you love that show, you're going to love this show because it's exactly the same show. Yeah, we just had to change the name. Yeah, we, we did. But you can check it everywhere on a social media handle that we haven't made yet. <laughs> yeah, we're really new to this. So <laughs> what you can do is search on your favorite podcast catcher of choice. Look for the Ichiban Sweetcast. Sweetcast, Ichiban.